Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzon. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. I am your host, John Francis Fahey, joining me as ever is the handsomest man alive, Aaron Joseph Pita. Man, I was really expecting you to call me mild manner cuck Clark Cunt. <laughs> I know. I thought it was too many times in a row. All right. Well, Save I had it. a whole response to that. <laughs> you did? Oh. All right. I don't. No. But thank you for calling me a pretty boy. You're very welcome. Uh, very true. Got the tightest pussy under the sun. Mm-hmm. You said it, neighbor. Still. Now, the exact opposite of that would be a large, gaping... <laughs> <laughs> Goatsy of a man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say there's one in this room. Oh, and would it's you? not to my left. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I called you handsome, and yeah, and I'm calling him the Goatsy. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm across from you, so it's I, 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 mistook, I spoke mistook left for my left. Sex positive. Got it. Anyway. And HIV positive. Yeah. <laughs> and his name is Handsome Matt Brousseau. Right. Oh, hello. Hi. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I'm grand. I'm fucking grand. Oh, I'm Scottish too. Uh, good to see you, fellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some real fun on the Patreon, of course, this oh week. God. Yeah, a lot of fun. We went. We went kind of long. It was nice. We were uh, like this long. Oh yeah, oh, just about least, that long. At least Aaron is holding up a phallic uh, bottle opener. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's fucking nice. It's got little balls on it. Yeah, little balls on it, and it's got this guy's got some kind of condition on the around the glands area. Yeah, I, should I don't know if that's tough. decorative or. No, I probably want to put some, some uh, sort of uh, antifungal on lesion. That thing. Yeah, I think that's how they they just paint them up. <laughs> it looks like the legion of legion of doom. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, uh, check us out, folks. An episode <laughs> per week on the uh, Patreon. Um, we just had all sorts of fun there. We did. We had all sorts of fun. We talked about uh, a variety of things. Uh, next week we will be coming back with a media episode. That's right. Very Patreon. excited. It's no, 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 no. On the regular. On, on the regular. Uh-huh. Um, oh, very excited about that. Yeah. Very, very excited. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've got, I've, got whole, I've got a whole list. Um, it's been so long. Yeah, check us out on, uh, of course, Instagram, Profiles and Eccentricity, PP Podcast on Twitter while that is still a platform. <laughs> <laughs> And if uh, uh, you see the thing today, where pretty he's, soon, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a, repl- a successor. He's giving. He said he's giving everybody like a deadline to like decide whether they're in or out, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to work work like eighty hour weeks and shit. Great, dude, I love it. If this is what he meant by using Twitter to make a better world, it meant he means destroying. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if Great. you, if you, dude, I'm signing up for fucking. Parlor, and then he threw, he threw out their lunch. Social. He threw out their lunch money the other day. Saw that. He threw, what he didn't he didn't he didn't shake him down over the toilet for he, it. Yeah, he was like he was like oh we've been wasting all this money on lunch here, and it's like dude, human beings. How about this? Yeah. Everybody's got a check mark, and everybody says they're fucking dead people. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be a problem. Yeah. Huh? Call me crazy. I think this guy's out to lunch. How about that? Hey. Yeah. Hey. I mean, if I didn't know any better, I think he's like purposefully tanking it. But I don't think he is. Maybe he's maybe he's making it crazy before he lets Trump back on. Yeah. Yeah. Dilute, yeah. dilute the crazy. Or he's kind of yeah. like, ah, oh, no. Everybody, this guy makes every, sense. Everybody's like this. Yeah, he's maniacs. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe like he won't know. Meaning he Trump like won't, you know, feel so special anymore. He'll be like a big, 
a little fish in a big pond. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as soon as he gets on, there's gonna be one thousand Donald Trumps with blue check marks next to their name. Oh, that's oh my, be... dude, he'll fucking kill himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he hasn't yet, I don't know if that's gonna be the thing. Well, well, huh? Then we can start a lot of conspiracy theories that other people are the real Trump. Oh my god, yeah, it could get real fun. Man, I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait to see this campaign. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Shit show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so. You can't leave type of stuff. You know, uh, they it's, like, it's gonna, wouldn't let him leave the speech at Mar-a-Lago. It's gonna be exhausting. What? It's gonna be exhausting. He, the speech last night at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, in one of the fucking rooms. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, palatial. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like uh, they, they people wanted like we're trying to leave, and the guards are like nah. So like we haven't taken an aerial photograph yeah, yet yeah, to, yeah. to prove it was well attended. Uh, yeah, the ship just started a fire. We, ha- we haven't fired the guys at Industrial Light and Magic to populate. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. In here, like the last scene of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, nobody's found Waldo yet. Wait, yeah. Jar Jar's here? Hmm. He's running with Jar Jar this time. <laughs> Trump, 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 Trump Binks, twenty twenty four. Trump banks. He's the real brains behind the operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Misa thinks we close a border. <laughs> so, I mean, that first that first prequel was just littered with racist shit. It was terrible. Yeah. Oh, the separatists have got uh, closed the trade uh, bureau. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Wh- <laughs> and then George George Binks was the like second or third racist thing. Yeah. In Hey, uh, how about this? Uh Liam Neeson played a Chinese guy. Qui-Gon Jin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is that? You know, halfway through the halfway through the movie. <laughs> well, he had his hair pulled back really tight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I break. Like, yeah, we'll put him in a robe, pull his hair back. Yeah, yeah quite. Have another fucking difference. It could uh. be Glenn Youngkin. Sounds Chinese. <laughs> I don't know. You think Lucas was like, wait a minute, he's not Chinese? Hey, Shit. Guy, hey hide your cokes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh Senator Amidala <laughs> oh, has a really fucked up oh, shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> is, that, is that from the movie? Uh, yes. It's a word for word. Fucked up no, shit. it's like, oh, the Jedi are coming uh, towards the fuck about droid army. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah. That's not right. No, that's not right. That ain't right. And then those droids were all racist. Yeah, they were racist. Oh, they built, yeah. It was built the, in. Yeah, yeah, the AI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, you yeah. can't censor them. No. All right, Matt. Okay, well. Got some. Anyways, sure. that was... <laughs> That's a lead-in. Yeah, Twitter yeah. to... Uh, <laughs> Click uh, on to episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, it's a roller coaster. Real free form. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I got a I got a real LA, LA character for you. No, for you both. Yeah. Ooh, real LA character, Los Angeles. Yeah, full of characters. <laughs> it is. This is a uh, um, kind of um, you know the sixties and seventies uh, person. I don't remember how I first found out found out about him, but years ago I was given a book by a friend to read, and I never read it. Mm. And then I read it uh, like a couple months ago, and I was like, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Who's probably dead now. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. 
<laughs> I do that with scripts sometimes that my friends have written. Yeah, well. Then I like read Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then I read it and say I like it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was trying to tell you the whole time. You love it. <laughs> Uh, so so uh, uh, she's uh, she's she's um, kind of one of the OG. Um, well, I guess we'll just get to it. Uh, my my main source for this is uh, e- uh, Hollywood's Eve, uh, the, the uh, biography, the fun little biography that came out about her a few years ago. Hmm. Uh, the writer also wrote a Vanity Fair article about this woman, and uh, I've, I've read a couple of her books and hey. uh, some. Uh, uh, one of her boyfriend's uh, writings about the period and a, um, a, a very good um, obituary about a guy she knew. Anyway, whole thing. She she gets tied in with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to tell you about this lady named Eve Babbitts. Babbitts. B-A-B-I-T-Z. All right. All right. She was born uh, May 13th, 1943, Hollywood, California. <sighs> Beautiful Hollywood, California. I live there. Yeah. It's a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of you. Yeah, Not yeah. Of you. This no, no, before no, no, you. No, 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 Thank you. Uh, her parents were May and Saul Bobbitt, Babbitts. Oh. Uh, and May was, uh, I believe she was an immigrant's daughter who grew up in, in the hard scrabble Oklahoma Midwest. And hard eventually, eventually found her way. She ran away with a man to get out of there and found her way to L.A. And uh, uh, eventually she uh, had an affair on him with Saul. And uh, mm. Saul, Saul played, uh, he's a classically trained uh, musician, played in the L.A. Phil. Harmonic. He, uh, he, would, he would jam with guys like Jelly Roll Morton and Fats mm-hmm. Waller. And a uh, full-time musician at 20th Century Fox. The violin you hear during the shower scene in Psycho, that's him. Mm-hmm. Saul. Yeah. Way to go, buddy. Yeah, yeah it's all good. And uh, May was an artist and activist, and she helped uh, uh, create the society to save the Watts Tower. Uh, oh, the Watts Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got Picasso to sign it. Hey. And uh, they had a lot of porn in their bedroom, and uh, they took a lot of <sighs> after- afternoon naps. Saul and May? Yeah. They had a lot of porn? They yeah. had a lot of porn in their bedroom. And they took a lot of afternoon naps. naps. What do you mean, like porn on the walls? No, 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 no. Just no. like porno mags? Yeah, just, you know, in the, you know. God, I love when people have a lot of porn. Dude, nothing makes me want to take a nap more than some porno mags. Well, like, you know, they, the naps is in quotes. Oh, because they were fucking. Yeah. I like, They were I, jerking. Yeah, who knows? I mean, she she had a lot of lingerie, too. It was, uh, they seemed like they really, they really enjoyed each other's company. How did you find out about this? Uh, 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 one of Eve's, Eve's, like, third sister, who was really one of her cousins who was over a lot, was like, hey, they really loved each other. Aw. And they really That's loved nice. each other. Um, kind of the key. Yeah. It's a pretty good time. Or no? Uh can't find the picture. I'll find you the picture in a little bit. But anyway. Uh, I'm going to the amateur stuff myself. <laughs> Semi-am, pro-am. <laughs> Kind of like college football, mm-hmm. you know, college basketball. They're doing it for the love of the game. <laughs> yeah, is that it? That's good. Yeah, there they are. Yeah, they are. Lovely couple. Oh, what a homely little sweet couple. Homely. No, I won't. Well, I don't mean that in a bad way. Comely. Uh, okay, that's better than homely. Yes. They were very comely, I bet. Oh. I mean. Yeah, they look pretty cute. Yeah. Nice little type. Anyway. Played Music with Jelly Roll Morton and went back to Cream Pie May. No, Jelly Roll oh, Jelly God. Roll is a euphemism for... for yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. Jesus, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Christ almighty. Because he would play in the brothels. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <sighs> yeah. Good, he's a character. That's a, that's a future purple. Anyway, so uh, the house was in the Tootsie Hollywood... Roll is something else. <laughs> the house was in the Hollywood Hills at the corner of uh, Chamoya and Chula Vista. If you want to take the profile's art walk, uh, their house was a salon of sorts where the musicians and artists would come in all the time, and they would hang out and they perform. 
Um, her parents were friends with Charlie Chaplin, Greta Garbo, Bertrand Russell, Jojo O'Keefe. Uh, Igor Stravinsky is her, was her godfather. Uh-huh. Uh, it was Eve's godfather. And uh, when she was 13 at these parties, he would, you know, he would hand her, he would steal some scotch for, to give to her to, to drink. Hell yeah. Lick mm. her up a little bit. Uh, she attended, uh, 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 she, her freshman year, she didn't go to Hollywood High School because she was, uh, she thought it was a little too fast. But then uh, she eventually uh, uh, did go to Hollywood High. And, and at that time, every hot, popular woman was basically, like, breaking into the film industry. Right. Like, so many of her classmates went on to do star in so many various films and TV things and then, you know, die of drug overdoses. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like during that time in Hollywood, specific, like, exactly what you're talking about, I feel like being in the industry of manufacturing and selling casting couches really would have been the industry to be in. Because I feel like... All, <laughs> the couch. Yeah, yeah, the couch the itself. Because yeah, okay. they were getting ruined. Oh, my God. daily. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The couch. The couch. And these young women on the couch. God almighty. Come on. You know what's happening. <laughs> all right, that was a particularly brutal take. <laughs> He's the expert. I didn't do it. I, okay. He grew up here. Yeah. And he was a child actor. Jeff. Yeah. Uh, you do the math. <laughs> God damn it. At the age of 14, she snuck, one of her stories, at the age of 14, she snuck out to go to a party with this, uh, with this uh, sharp-dressed, good-looking man, the type she figured that she would be into. Uh, she had met at uh, some other party. And how old? And when she's 14. And while, she, while he's driving her to the party, she, uh, she, he asks her age. She says, 14. He stops the car, makes her get out, and he says, uh, don't let guys like me pick you up. Hey, good guy. And uh, a few months later, he was stabbed. Now get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> a few months later, he was stabbed to death by Lana Turner's uh, daughter. Uh, that was Johnny Stampinato, Mickey Cohen's henchman. No wow. shit. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. He's beating up Lana. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can't do that. Oh, yeah. We, did. we talked about we that talked on the about show. talked about that, yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. No, you can't. You'll get stabbed. You'll get stabbed, yeah. How old could her daughter have been? Probably the same age. Probably, yeah. Here you go, motherfucker. <laughs> Talk's cheap. <laughs> Aren't you? Get your mitts off my mind. <laughs> you two motherfuckers. Oh, God. In, uh, in her later teens, uh, she spent a year overseas with her parents, uh, sometime in Italy, sometime in Paris. Um, while, they, while she was out there, she, she read all the famous writers, and her, uh, um, she loved Brando and Marilyn Monroe. And then when Marilyn overdosed, uh, Eve decided it was time that she should fly home. Writing up there's there's a there's a job opening in Hollywood. <laughs> her reasoning was uh, one of her she she wrote well I've never been that stable so good God uh, she phoned her boyfriend at the time uh, I believe it was Brian Hutton uh, he was married a lot of her boyfriends were, were, <coughs> and lovers in those days were married uh, he wired her five hundred bucks and she flew back to L A and while she was uh, while she was out in uh, in Italy Italy or Rome and you know some of those and. Uh, she uh, she she wrote a, a novel, and when she got back to L.A., uh, she she wrote a letter to Joseph Heller, who had just a few months earlier published Catch Twenty Two, yeah. and uh, um, there's two different versions of the letter, but uh, I'll read uh, Eve's version of the letter she wrote. Uh, Dear Joseph Heller, I am a stacked eighteen-year-old blonde on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, I am also a writer. Damn, yeah. I'm a stacked eighteen-year-old blonde. On Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> on what, Sunset Boulevard. Waiting. Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. I'm on the boulevard now. Yeah. yeah. What day does he get this? I'm, I'll, whatever day you get it, I'll be there. Yeah. 
She, she said he wrote back quickly. He, <laughs> yeah. He wrote, have you written anything? So he mailed her the whole thing. Have you written anything? Yeah. This writer, letter, motherfucker. Yeah, have you written anything? You're reading it. Uh, and then uh, his, his editor, uh, who remembers the letter like this, uh, Dear Mr. Heller, I'm sitting on a bench on Sunset Boulevard in a wet bathing suit. I've written a novel. I'm 18. So, Oof, you know, on. both pretty good. <sighs> Come find me. Uh, the editor, uh, he, uh, he, the Heller seemed to like it. He gave it to his editor. His editor said, uh, he gave it back to her and he said, uh, uh, it, uh, it, uh, it needed more. And so Eve was 17 at the time. And so she just said, well, fuck that. And just let it, just didn't follow up. I don't think so, my friend. Yeah. What do you know? I disagree. She had other fun things to do, like go to parties and. Yeah, I bet. Stacked. Yeah. Dude, using stacked in what year? 19 fucking 50? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm a well. This would I'm been, a hot white trash. trash dumb, dumb, born, dumb, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, looking for late, hardcore like writers who want to publish and publish good. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're an editor, call me. <laughs> if you're a copywriter, call me. <laughs> if you're an inker, a teletypist, if you got a fucking <laughs> Gutenberg Bible, call me now. Here's the deal, man. I'm in a wet bathing suit on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> you want to publish me? <laughs> yeah. Try it out. <laughs> I'm stacked to the max, you wanna, Jack You want a mentor me? Try it out You got a friend Just out of grad school <laughs> Come over too <laughs> Give you a typewriter And an ink ribbon <laughs> You're the editor-in-chief Try it out <laughs> Copy editor So uh, when she was uh, When she was 20 She, um, uh, she One of her married lovers Was a man named Walter Hops. And Hops, uh, he ran the Pasadena Art Museum. Mm. And uh, by this point, he had helped bring the L.A. art scene into, well, actually, he helped make it the L.A. art scene. Uh, uh, Eve, before this, Eve said it was a hick town. Uh, in the 1950s, the L.A. County Museum of Art didn't actually have any L.A. artists in it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, one of the things Hops did was he brought uh, Marcel Duchamp to L.A. Hey! And Duchamp, of course, you know from The Fountain. That's right. His, uh, his upside-down urinal. Yeah, the champ. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and new descending staircase two, number two. Uh, uh, yeah. two. And uh, and so he, he brought in Duchamp, and then by this time, when Eve's 20, Duchamp has now left the art scene to play chess. Yes. Um, but uh, Eve has a, 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 a friend and lover who's this guy named Julian Wasser, a photographer, and Wasser says, hey, I got, I got this idea for a picture with Duchamp. Uh, do you want to do it? And, and Eve goes, okay, is it going to fuck up with... Because uh, Hop, Walter Hop had, he had uh, just a week before had done, had, had done a private uh, exhibit that was going to open to the public. And uh, he didn't put Eve, Eve's name on it mm -hmm. because his wife was unexpectedly back in town. Fucking bitch. So Eve was pissed at him. And so she goes, okay, is this picture going to be at the public unveiling of this exhibit and Wasser is like yeah and she's like okay Wasser goes this is what's what I want you to do Duchamp and you are going to be playing uh, chess and you're naked oh and she's 20 and uh, one of her so so fucking with Queen's Gambit if you know what I'm fucking with Hop was one of the reasons and the other reason she said is because uh, she had just recently started taking birth control oh, and her the breasts were chest. huge oh she, she said it was like time to capture them now Oh my God! Dude, yeah. Birth control, nice. Birth control just came out too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh God! So they got that 
good that old shit that old shit yeah that real birth half control. a quaalude <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it was right yeah. it was embedded it came with quaalude didn't they get more stacked <laughs> and so double, uh, you can't double stab a triple stab <laughs> so the resulting uh, picture is uh is this goo oh god those are those, those are, are some i think heavy... you, call, you call them heavy hangers don't yeah, you? yeah yeah uh mommy milkers oh pendulous oh and look at Dude, champ, looking, thinking of his next move or whatever. Yeah, he's looking at the fucking pawns. Meanwhile, he's got a couple of fucking castles hanging out in front of him. <laughs> Rooks? Yeah. Rooks. Yeah. Yeah, Rooks. <laughs> I'd be putting together a sturdy bishop. You know what I mean? Yeah, a big old knob on the top of his head. Jesus. Checkmate. <laughs> Can you zoom in? Can I just uh, see more of that? Oh my god, dude! Come on, dude. Come on. It's, it's 1964. Let me have it. What does that even mean? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Yep. Yep. Now, oh, you're why trying... it looks like Morty is right in the middle of the chessboard? Do you see that? I did see that. Yeah, That's actually those are two uh, two clocks on some sort of piece of art. But you're oh, right. Okay. Oh no, it's the timer it, on the, oh, the, yeah, the chessboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely. So they're playing speed chess. I thought you were trying no. to get a nipple profile because I'm sort of. Those are some really great. I mean, she's. Uh, I think we new, got some. Nubai, uh, uh, very fertile. Okay. Like those goddess statues they find in caves, you know? Yep. Just really Angela White style type of body. Angela Lansbury <laughs> style. Oh, God. Uh, Squirter she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Squirter she wrote? We've never done that one. No, oh, that's, that's a, good. That's a keeper. So, um, um, Thanks. Angela Glansbury. Oh, <laughs> Angela Glansbury. <laughs> and, uh, uh, she got that. She, <laughs> sorry, that was good. Uh, she got final say. Uh, Wasser did give her final say in the picture, and that's the one she chose with her, uh, with her hair covering her face. Yeah. Um, not all of them had her, uh, just kind of like her face lost, uh -huh. but, uh, that was a choice that well, she Well, she looks really work. into the, the moves. Yeah. Yes, yes. On the board. Absolutely. And he does too. She said he yeah. won every game. He was professional. What happened to her being player. blonde? This is, no, this Mar is Marilyn Monroe was dead. That's what happened to it. Yeah. Oh, so she, was she a natty blonde or did she, uh. No, no, she was never a blonde. I thought, oh, she just said that she was a hot 18, stacked 18 yes, year old. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She you, never mentioned blonde. You, you, you made up blonde. That. You thought that. <laughs> yeah. Casting catch. Good for you, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not particularly, uh, uh, I don't, I'm not a gentleman, so I don't necessarily prefer blondes. It's okay. In my head for a second. Yeah. I figured, but, uh. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that was, uh, that was when she was 20. And when she was 21, she, um, she went to L.A. Community College, and then... My um, dad went there for two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, she didn't go that long. She, she then... Uh, yeah. Barney's Beanery opened up in West Hollywood. Oh. Um, Fuck, it's that old. Oh, yeah. And she said she dropped out of LACC to attend uh, Barney's full-time. Uh, and Barney's was... Uh, it was a... It was a... It was a hip young hangout. Uh, uh, there, they, they had really cheap chili. There was sawdust all over the floors. Good nachos. Uh, like, all, all of the... Uh, uh, folk singer Judy Hensky says, uh, Barney's was... Utra, but not really. Let me put it this way. If you're part of the Jane Fonda crowd, Barney's was Utra. The people who hung out with Jane Fonda thought they were hip, but they were movie people. How can movie people be hip? They can't. So Barney's was hip. It did have a rep. Yeah. I think even like my aunt came through in the 70s and it still was that kind of place. I once yeah. saw a play from Kid and Play. There. Nice. <laughs> like the, at the West Hollywood one? Yeah. Wow. The one off like Sunset and... Uh, Holloway or whatever that is over there, the real one. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the one. Plays the the white one, right? <sighs> yeah, sure. 
John. <laughs> Don't make me do this John? with you. Don't make me go down this road with you. Between the two. Okay, fine, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, don't yeah. act like I do. Oh, what, what on earth do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't even say that. It's the same to me. I didn't say that. Nestle Hershey. I didn't Come on. say that. I didn't say that. Asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Saw him there once. It was cool. Hip. <laughs> He's got a cool Instagram. Cool. Hip. Uh, so, uh, uh, she, she said, yeah, she said Barney's was, uh, uh, the floor was covered in sawdust, and the chili cost 35 cents. It was everything that was new and terrific and exciting. <laughs> sawdust and chili. Yeah. New, hip, modern. Uh, <laughs> and uh, 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 next year, when she's 22, she, uh, she's one of the models for Ed Ruscha's uh, photography series, Five Girlfriends. Ooh. Uh, she, no, it's just, a, it's just a picture of her face. She's not, uh, oh, well, she's not nude. Well, we can look at it. Absolutely. What a pretty woman. Ooh, where did that go? Oops. Okay. Hold on, hold on. There it is. Uh, sign up almost. for Tumblr. Tumblr. Is that her? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Ed Ruscha was a he was he was a, a pop artist of sorts. Yeah. Okay. Guy. Um, you've seen you you know did like the this 20th Century Fox logo sort of thing. Uh, but anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, and at at Barney's she meets a lot of musicians and and actors and writers. Uh, she meets Harrison Ford there. He's a he's a carpenter and a pot dealer and yeah. he would carry his weed around in a fiddle case. Um, and just deal pot to everybody. You could put your weed in there. It's <laughs> a good place to put your weed, man. Uh, and and uh, well, she becomes friends with David Crosby, uh, who introduces her her to more musicians uh, uh, while she's there. And a year later, she meets uh, Jim Morrison, mm. and uh, she is the L.A. woman. Oh, oh. And her and Morrison uh, have a a torrid yeah. affair. Mm. Uh-huh. And uh, this is what she writes about it. She said, uh, uh, she said, she, she meets him at the London Fog, not, the, not, not Barney's, but through her, you know, her musician friends. She writes, there's only about seven people in the room. I propositioned him in three minutes, even before he so much as opened his mouth to sing. Take me home, I demurely offered when we were introduced. He obliged, though not until the next night. It was worth the wait. His skin, his skin was so white. His mouth was so edible. <laughs> Eddie Money was in the corner going, take me home and, uh, this guy will be dead in three years. <laughs> she 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 was uh, fascinated with Morrison, though she uh, she she did write this uh, the the music not so much. She wrote the doors were embarrassing, like their name. <laughs> <laughs> the doors were embarrassing, comma like their name. Yeah, that's nice. It that's was real good. It was so corny naming yourself after something Aldous Huxley wrote. Even Jim's voice was embarrassing, sounding so sudden and personal and uttering such hogwash. <laughs> this I, is Eve? Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's real good. Great. I do not like the doors. Nah, man. Do not like the doors. It's it's whatever. It's a shame they're like such a dude, it's landmark noise. LA band. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'll, I'll take the chili peppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should, should go on to say... Uh, if he had lived in another era, he would have had a school teacher wife to support him while he sat at home writing, quote, brilliant poetry. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's nice. So I'm guessing that uh, when she went home with him, wasn't wasn't that great? No, 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 no. They had a torrid oh, affair. It, it was torrid. Good. Yeah, she described him as Michelangelo's David, only with blue eyes. Oh. Uh, he was 22 <laughs> when they met. He had just lost 30 pounds after doing LSD all summer. Uh, she said he was a mudlark who woke up a, a prince. Hmm. Good-looking guy. Sure. And 
<laughs> her sister was the one that convinced him to uh, to uh, wear leather pants. Um, Pulls dick out on stage, get arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I what I like as, as much as all those is what she wrote. Mar- Morrison Morrison had a girlfriend while they were while him and Eve were together, mm. and and very Parisian. And Eve Eve li- like thought Morrison's girlfriend was cooler than he was. <laughs> she she wrote this is about his girlfriend Pamela. She wrote. Pamela had guns, took heroin, and was fearless in every situation. <laughs> Socially, she didn't care. Emotionally, she was shockproof. She was someone with a heart embroidered on her pants over the place where her anus would be. Oh! <laughs> where it would be! She doesn't have one. <laughs> she got a heart. On her pants. On her she, she got a heart-shaped ass. <laughs> heart-shaped fart box. <laughs> heart-shaped fart box. Mm-hmm. She was cool. Main, the main reason that she was cool. Guns gym, and heroin. Yeah, well, that and I. She let me fuck her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. So, but Eve still loved. She she wrote. Jim wasn't cool, but I still loved him. I couldn't be mean to him. He knew in his worst blackouts to put my diaphragm in and take my contact lenses out. Aww. Something about him began to seem great compared to everything else that was going on. And uh, as uh, as Lily Analik uh, writes in the biography, she writes Morrison was was a genuine phony, kind of like Hollywood itself. Yeah, wow, I buy that. Yeah, damn. Like but like, but not like, not a bad dude. Just you know, a genuine, a genuine phony. phony. Yeah, full of shit. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, genuine about it. Hey. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Let me take these contacts out and put the diaphragm in. That way you can't see it. I'm letting my bandmates fuck you. <laughs> God. That's what he's doing. Jesus okay. Christ. No, it's not. It is. He's Jim Morrison. No, you're the casting couch guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You're batting a thousand this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so her, her and Morrison have a, have a, have a, a bit of a, a fling. And then, but later that year, uh, I believe this is uh, 65, maybe. Uh, she's 22, she's 23. And uh, she moves to uh, New York City, as she said, to, quote, finish her education. And she she started uh, working for the East Village Other, which was a bi-weekly uh, newsletter at the time that the New York Times said made the village voice look like a church circuit. <laughs> was it a bi-weekly or a bi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, they, they, would, they would do things like they would alter photos and, with so maybe like LBJ had his head in the toilet. Mm, uh, in, that's good. They had Arkham comics. They had weird sec- sex ads. One of them, dominant iguana seeks submissive zebra. Oh, nice. Dominant iguana. That's pretty cool. And instead of like instead of their their you know playboy playmate of the week or whatever, they had what they called the the scum goddesses. Oh. Wow. So Edie Sedgwick was one. Uh, Eve uh, eventually uh, she a, became she, one when goddess. she showed up. Yep. Let's hear from our scum goddesses. Get in here, ladies. Oh, you, oh, you're all depraved, huh? No. Oh. This is the scratch and sniff issue. Oh, God. My say eyes are watering. Oh. Say your prayers, maggot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, the editor, the, the editor of, uh, of the paper had, had been raving about Eve so much, by the time she got there, everybody just called her Wonder Cunt. That was her nickname. Ooh, by the time she arrived. That is your new name, John. Wonder Cunt. <laughs> WonderCon, here she, here she comes. Here she comes, here comes straight WonderCon. from the island of Themyscira. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so one of the first things she has to do when she arrives is they have to put on their April Fool's Ball. Uh, mm. she, has to, she has to do a whole thing. So she, uh, she gets the Fugs to play. Um, she gets o- Yoko Ono's uh, party group, the uh, Fluxus, that, on the show. That's an, that's an um, April Fool's right there. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she, she um, uh, befriends Andy Warhol. 
Uh, he compliments her tan. Wait, was that for April Fool's? He too? compliments her tan. Yeah, he uh. he says he says uh, with a tan with that tan you can do anything. <laughs> Introduces him to Gloria Elaine, <laughs> <laughs> just as a goof. <laughs> Uh, and uh, New York City, it was, it was so hot in the summer when she was there that she decided she had to start dating a guy with an air conditioner. And so she meets this guy. George Steinbrenner. She meets a guy named Ralph Metzner, who's oh. a German psychologist. Yeah, I know that. And, he, and writer, and he worked with Timothy Leary. Yeah. Mm. And uh, she hated Timothy Leary. Most people hated Timothy uh, Leary. This is... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bet he likes Huxley, too. Uh, Fucking idiot. She, she, she writes this, she goes... Ralph was part of Timothy Leary's team. I hated Tim. He was an alcoholic, and he always ordered everybody around as soon as he walked into a room. He made me type all his le lectures, and he couldn't write. He loved speed, and he gave it to everybody. I love speed, too, but it was still too high a price to pay, typing all those goddamn lectures of his. Mm. That doesn't sound that cool. No. No. Speed but sounds speed, cool, Speed's though. a pretty nice time. Sure. Uh, and she was actually with uh, Timothy Leary when he was busted um, by the... Uh, feds? By the feds at his, uh, his, his mansion. And uh, so she would. She was actually part of the group that April Fools <laughs> that uh, that summer uh, testified in front of a Senate committee uh, with uh, young Teddy Kennedy there about the the effects of LSD and other narcotic narcotics. It fucking helped Jim Morrison lose thirty pounds in a <laughs> summer. <laughs> Huh. Would uh, the woman uh, with the uh, stacked rack uh, come here and tell me about the doors of perception? Could you uh, please bend down a little more to the microphone, please, while I adjust my readers? <laughs> These are binocs. Whoops. Uh, Could we uh, turn the air conditioning up a little bit, please? Can you explain to me why uh, Mr. Leary uh, takes LSD when he... Uh, Already drinks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be plenty for me. Would Mr. Leary, it would please the court if uh, Mr. Leary would hand over the flask to uh, Chili. <laughs> Mine is uh, dry. <laughs> uh, Miss Babbitt, uh, uh, would you uh, mind asking Mr. Leary if I could have a swig? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 swigs are tight. Dude, my grandma used to say swig, and I love. <laughs> I know. I remember, like, I think when we were kids, we always no, said a swig. A swig, yeah, a swig. It's, it's a wig. It's a half a swig of you hoo. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mrs. Mrs. Ms. Babbitt, uh, my, my white Russian seems to be out of cream. Uh, but, but would you oblige? <laughs> Uh, at the uh, she uh, she said uh, she had a memorable quote. She was quoted uh, there in the in, in the meeting because um, they asked her how many. She said they asked me how many people I knew use marijuana, and I said everybody I know uses it except my grandmother. Afterward, a reporter from the New York Times wanted to know why I hadn't turned my grandmother on, and I said because she's already high. <laughs> huh? Yeah, she's probably on fucking bennies or downers or ludes. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a, it was a busy summer for her. She. Um, uh, she also became a secretary on Madison Avenue, uh, where she was accused of embezzling. Uh, but she said, uh, I didn't know how much I was supposed to be paid, so I took as much as I thought I deserved. I guess it was too much. Uh, and uh, she uh, she uh, hung out with Frank Zappa, introduced him to Salvador Dali. Uh, she said, we drank chartreuse. Huh. Uh, she, so she got busted by G, G. Gordon Liddy, or she, you know, Timothy Leary did. She was with them. Um, testified in front of the committee. And uh, 
then she she saw this art exhibit by this uh, artist named Joseph Cornell, who who does these really fantastic collages that are gruesome and and like you know three dimensional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so she had always been into various forms of art, and she decided to get start doing collage. Um, and so she she gets back to L.A. and uh, she uh, she goes to a Paul Butterfield concert because she loves Paul Butterfield. Uh, and she said he, she always dressed too fancy for him. He was never interested in her until she dressed like like uh, a housewife. A scum, and he was a scum like, goddess? Yeah, well, she dressed like a housewife, and he was like, wow, you, oh, look, you look great today. She's like, fuck. She, she goes, oh, it's just a potato sack. Yeah. Yeah. And curlers in my hair. <laughs> I haven't shaved my legs in a month. <laughs> Is this what you're into? <laughs> oh, Russian peasant thing. <laughs> Greedy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so she's at the concert, uh, and uh, her friend Stephen Stills is there. Hey! And the rest of his band has left, and so it's just uh, just uh, I had sex on his living room floor. Yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah. When was this? Uh, probably about ten years ago. Dude, that's awesome. A couple of times. Yeah. A couple of times. Yeah. And uh, so uh, he asks for a ride home, and she says, "I'll give you a ride home if you let me do the uh, cover art for your next next album." Ooh. Hey. And. Uh, let me, I gotta call up Crosby. <laughs> yeah. Nash. Nash. Fuck young man, he's fucking out of here. And uh, so, uh, so he's, uh, he's in the uh, band Buffalo Springfield, and uh, he says he agrees to it, and uh, it becomes this, uh, this album cover here. Oh. So you can see the, you know, That's collage. Fine. Yeah. Noticeable uh, lack of chest or breasts. Yes, well, you know, she wasn't asked to be in it. The butterfly, that's good. Cool. Uh-huh. And uh, she she, uh, she takes this opportunity. She des- decides that an easy way to access all of these uh, musicians is to become a photographer, mm. and then the record companies will pay her to take pictures. Hang of them. out with these guys. Yeah, and uh, she describes this era uh, later. She she writes uh, in her book L.A. Woman. She writes, "I was twenty three and a daughter of Hollywood, alive with groupie fever." Wanted to fuck my way through rock and roll and drink tequila and take uppers and downers, keeping joints rolled and lit and regular customer at the clap clinic, a groupie prowling on Sunset Strip, prowling the nights of summer. A regular customer at the clap <laughs> clinic? Yes. That's poetry, man. Damn, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant poetry. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. So sell that to dude, Morrison. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that's that yeah. pre-AIDS good coke shit, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, yeah. oh, you get the clap. They shoot you with penicillin and it still works. <laughs> <laughs> that, like bug, you know, penicillin resistant clap. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. They just dust you with it and it mm-hmm. goes away. Now they got to put you on an IV for a week and a respirator. Yeah. You know, John. Yeah. Of course. You're a regular customer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one tough customer. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get rid of this guy's shit. <laughs> he's, he's got points. Yeah, he's got resilience. <laughs> fifth, fifth is it's free. <laughs> so as, as, so she she is, got him working in shifts. <laughs> <laughs> she is the archetype of the original music groupie. Mm. Ah, okay. And uh, and and through this, uh, she uh, you know she you know dates various musicians. One of them is a man named uh, Peter uh, Fil- Falafian, Armenian uh, fella. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, in the mama the mamas and the papas. Hmm. And uh, one day she's uh, in bed with him one day. In the morning, and uh, this guy walks in that she's never seen before, and she just just melts. She's just like that, well, that she's guy's in bed incredible. with a guy. Yeah. Another guy walks in, and she goes, "Oh, yeah, who's this, Papa?" Yeah, uh, come on, who is it? And uh, his name is Earl McGrath. Mm. 
And uh, Eve's, Eve's uh, this is Eve's description of him. Earl was fabulous. He was from Superior, Wisconsin, or some crazy place like that. Superior. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he re- <laughs> crazy. He read Proust when he was 16 and changed his life. He ran Bobby, Ken- Bobby Kennedy's career. That was his Era. original thing. Then he, then he was head of production for 20th Century Fox. He came to Hollywood to write screenplays. He had a penthouse at the Chateau Marmont. I didn't know that until later. Hmm. For a while, he was in charge of record companies and art gallery in L.A. and one in New York. Earl gave Steve Martin his I'm a Little Teapot routine. He's Joan Didion's best friend, also Harrison Ford's. He had 137 godchildren. His wife was an Italian countess, and her father ran off with a chauffeur. He made the best chicken salad. Oh, my God. So is, can I do that guy's profile? <laughs> or... Never mind the damn chicken salad. <laughs> God damn it, Log Jam, he's a pink cupcake. <laughs> Mention this man again, I'll flip this goddamn table over. All right, Neil McGrath, savage Irish bog dweller. <laughs> Uh, he knew a hell of a scum goddess, though. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is Earl's description of Eve. In every young man lo- man's life, there is an Eve Babbitts. It is usually Eve Babbitts. <laughs> <laughs> she was a whore! <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, she, Earl, is a, he's a central character in one of her, her later uh, novels. Um, and she, in, in the novel, she describes him as a, he smelled like a birthday party for small children. What? Ew, that's not good. What, a bunch what, of latex? Farts and puke? No, no, the part, the, Frosting the, par- the party for the, the children. The children, the farts are the, with the children at the party. The party for the children is, is, he is like hope a, and promise. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, obviously like, you guys don't go to a lot of children's birthday parties. Yeah. <laughs> Helium and frosting. She thinks she's taking a little too much speed at that point. The yeah. poetry is waned. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Earl, Earl threw the best parties. Earl threw For adults? The, yeah. <laughs> best parties in town. Uh, then by the time you get to the B-side and comfortably numb, he's not even there anymore. <laughs> he, Behind he's walked through his own doors. <laughs> perception. Uh, there's a couple of different descriptions of his parties. I think they're each good in their own way. Uh, Michelle Phillips, who I believe was also in the Mamas and Papas, she wrote, she said, uh, if you went to Earl's, you're going to a party that you knew would be staffed and stuffed with the most beautiful, interesting people you could find. Always the most fuckable people. Oh. I wonder, uh, I wonder if our boy was there. Child birthday parties. <laughs> Scotty. Uh, Scotty Bowie. Scotty with his big bat in there. I'm watching um The Crown right now. Mm-hmm. And like a big first season, layoff internet. Okay, I'm just starting. But a big, <laughs> a big character in the first season is an uprising over you watching. The is crowd. the king who abdicated? Oh, really? Yeah, dude, he's all he's all over it. Yeah, and he talks about oh, I say abdicated for love and all. That means this is a big romantic. I'm like, man, you were butt fucking waiters in the Hollywood Hills and shit. <laughs> I'm just like waiting for Scotty. Well, that's Bar- love. It's love. It's a kind of love. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he talks about you know abdicating because they they wouldn't recognize his thrice divorced wife as yeah. the royal majesty. Uh, and he was a Nazi, uh, but I think he also had a few other queens lying around. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Scotty Bowers and sex at this guy's house. Yeah, we don't know he was there. He might have been. He might have been. Uh, there's another description uh, um, of, of it was, um, I think this is from a New York Times article. In McGrath, that, uh, he'd have these afternoon soirees where there'd be some 18-year-old musician on the edge of ODing in one room, and outside Joseph Cotton and Patricia Medina would be strolling through the lawn. Uh, they were famous uh, actors at the time. So it was a real, you know. On the, on the verge of ODing. Yeah. 
Damn. Uh, it's where the money... I think she took too much coke. You think she took too much coke? <laughs> <laughs> you think it's time to get some new shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and uh, Michelle Phillips, she also said, this is just a little aside, um, uh, she said she saw... She, uh, she remembered getting dragged to Star Wars at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, and she's sitting there on stage, and Harrison Ford comes on, and she goes... Hey, that's my pot dealer. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> and uh, so through through Earl uh, Eve, also uh, she meets uh, Joan Didion and her husband Gregory Dunn, um, who's also a writer. Uh, Dunn would go on to write lots of movies that he would then um, say sucked. Uh, hmm. But uh, they they became you know because of Joan Didion and you know and and Dunn too they became kind of like the, the a L.A. power couple of, you know, yeah. the cool people. Right. Uh, they weren't movie stars, but they were famous yeah. writers. She ran the house. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, one time, they uh, Harrison Ford uh, uh, oh, built, almost built their deck. Uh, <sighs> he almost built her deck? Yeah. Then he got famous. Uh, uh, that's an anecdote that's included? So, hey. Well, so. Check this out. <laughs> Han Solo <laughs> almost built my deck. Well, this is, this is from uh, Dunn's uh, uh, autobiography. Uh, and he, he, he writes, this is just an aside, he writes, what had started as a two-month job stretched into its six-month, and on, uh, and the construction account was $4,000 overdrawn. I fired the contractor. Jesus, man, I understand, he said. He was an out-of-work actor, and his crew sniffed a lot of cocaine, and when he le- left, he unexpectedly gave me a soul brother handshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gee, I, dude, Send I understand. force be with you. <laughs> Jesus, dude, I understand. Yeah. All right, guys, pack up your cocaine and let's get out of here. All right, brother, peace. <laughs> I don't think that guy's making any run in any parsecs. <laughs> oh, God. What a time. Uh, and They're uh, doing another Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's going to suck. And uh, around this time, Eve, Eve starts, uh, she's also fucking Harrison Ford. Oh. Uh, she writes, uh, Harrison could fuck. Nine people a day. It's a talent, loving nine people in one day. Oh, God. Warren Beatty could only do six. And she's, <laughs> and she, she's hanging out with Earl. Earl's in love with Harrison. She writes, Earl's in love with Harrison? Yeah, well, so Earl is, he's bisexual. Okay. But at the time, they're like, oh, I'm pretty sure he's gay. And they're like, Italian wife, lady lover. And he's like, but he's in love with Harrison Ford. Definitely. Oh, dude, tell me Harrison Ford. And, uh, and, and she writes, One time Earl and Harrison and I were taking acid at the beach of Malibu, and then I suddenly decided we had to go home because there were too many cops around. So we drove all the way back to Hollywood. We stopped for breakfast at the Tropicana. Harrison started talking about working on a movie with, uh, what's his name, Bar- Barbara Streisand's first husband, Elliot Gould. Harrison said he thought Elliot was a nice guy. Well, Earl stood up and threw all the dishes on the floor. I mean, it was weird. I mean, weird. He was jealous. Oh my god, that's weird. And they're all on acid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What movie did he do with Elliot Gould? Who's eating on acid? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're not going to lose 30 pounds on a summer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The story doesn't check out. It was not it and up. And uh, yeah, so it was Eve, Eve would, would, uh, would have uh, what she called clashes at night where it would be like, who am I going to fuck? Earl? Or Harrison. Mm. They'd all be hanging out, and it's like, why I gotta she, fuck one of you. Why did she fucking ball? Because I don't think they wanted to. Well, I bet you Earl did. Or Earl probably did. <laughs> Earl definitely. Been, must Ooh, have been oops, Harrison. my must hand Harrison. slipped, Harrison. Oops. What are these, your balls? Oops. Oops. My, your ball. Oh, oh, oh. I'm choking on your balls. <laughs> I'm gargling them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and, uh, and she starts hanging out at the, the troubadour. Uh, where she says the the semen potential was so intense. It the a, semen potential was so intense. It was enough to get you pregnant. End just of the show. <laughs> it was enough to get you pregnant just standing there. Ooh. Episode. <laughs> that is the name of the episode. The semen potential. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. real good. Yeah. Uh, semen potential is absolutely out of control at this place. It was, it was enough to get you pregnant just standing there. <laughs> Just <laughs> say the ambience is explosive semen potential. <laughs> Good. It's excellent. <laughs> it's it's one of the best semen potential <laughs> venues in all of Los Angeles. <laughs> it's basically an outdoor fertility clinic. <laughs> it's, a, it's an aerosolized. <laughs> it's an aerosolized impregnated weaponizing. <laughs> <laughs> <In A-level four. laughs> I think I'm choking on spear gas out here. <laughs> I felt these effects before, but it's so much more potent. <laughs> Uh, so uh, while uh, while at Troubadour Eve, uh, she started taking pictures of uh, the 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 regulars, uh, guys like Graham Parsons, Jackson Brown, uh, the Don Henley and Glenn Fry. Uh, hey, so- oh, she uh-huh. was right about the fucking semen potential, bro. Uh, and Steve Martin too. Ah, well. And uh, she fucked most of those guys too. Cool, man. Steve Martin gave her a, a, a VW bug. I thought you were gonna say VD. I did too. Almost. Uh, she said that she didn't fuck. Uh, um, uh, Martin Short. Graham Parsons and Jackson Brown, though, because uh, she would hang out with them, but uh, they would mostly spend their afternoon together on a balcony snorting pure cocaine imported from Germany. Pure oh. cocaine imported from Germany? Yeah, she said... It's, it's the absolute best. <laughs> it's, a, it's this best. Uh, <laughs> Deutsches Coca? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and just Volkswagen bug. <laughs> <laughs> it was in, the, what do you call it, the bonnet or the boot? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> we stole it from Colombians. We have friends down there. <laughs> <laughs> we have friends and family in Argentina. <laughs> they have connects. And, uh, you know, during this whole time, she's still making more uh, album covers. And... Uh, and then, uh, uh, then Earl introduces her to um, Matt Erdogan, who's co-founder of Atlantic Records. Um, and uh, Earl had been hired to run a subsidiary in Atlantic called Clean Records. Mm. Uh, but basically, Earl had hired uh, er, Ahmed had hired Earl to uh, basically run his social life, and so Earl would basically just like throw parties and just bring women to. Oh my God, uh, Ahmed, and. Um, and so eventually, uh, uh, one of them was Eve, and uh, and and uh, Eve was down, totally down for it. Yeah, this is what uh, huh. Eve's sister uh, Mirandi said. Uh, Emmett would call up Eve late at night, and she'd go over over to the Beverly Hills Hotel. Emmett always stayed in a bungalow, the same one I think. Uh, he always had the best drugs, not the just the best drugs, the best exotic drugs. He'd have things like opium. There's room service all the pl- over the place, champagne on ice. Eve loved all of that. She'd service him or whatever, and then she'd go home. She'd service him or whatever, mm-hmm. and then go home. Yeah. Why? I mean, why go home? Mm. No, leaving is important. Well, I guess she's just a part-time service woman. Yeah. <laughs> L.A. woman always going to be. Uh, and uh, uh, eventually, though, she uh, ends up having so much fun with Ahmet that Earl gets jealous and basically throws dishes. 
Yeah, uh, he 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 basically gets just doesn't want to hang out and like her anymore, and uh, becomes very toxic around her. Oh, um, and then uh, it, we're, he's one we're, of those bisexual incels. Yeah, he's sulking. Yeah, yeah. sulkomania is running wild. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's a sulkomaniac. He's a sulkomaniac. Yeah, and uh, we're we're getting near the uh, the end of the '60s at this point. Um, and so Sad. when when we come back, I'll tell you about her association with the Manson murders. Woo! Oh, okay. We'll be right back, folks. And we're back. Woo! Hey, that's right. <laughs> Boy, we're going to have to start another Patreon just for that. Yeah. Huh? yeah we're going to do some real mischiefy stuff while you guys are gone. Mm. Um, uh. You'll hear more of it. Po- possibly uh, 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 a recurring fist of death. I mean, honestly. Honestly, what just transpired. Yeah. With the, doing this little thing on Patreon, if you're not a subscriber, called Fist of Death, where uh, we do ridiculous things in uh, character. And celebrity it's an voices. Imp- it's, a, it's an impression off around Robin uh, yes. pop potpourri. Yes, yes. Well, well, yeah. Gumbo. It's, a, it's a cosmic gumbo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, do we no. want to tell them what it was or no? <laughs> we'll unveil it next time. Next time. Sure. Where were we? We were about to get into Manson Mania. Yes. We're, yes, sweeping, we're sweeping the nation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember remember thing. that? Summer of 69, everybody yeah. carved a swastika into, <laughs> into their forehead. And oh, man. Uh, wish for health. Yeah. Everybody started going, remember when he did that? Yeah, yeah. It but, was a summer of love. Who would have known his crypto uh, would have, would fail? Man's coin? So it's uh, August 9th, 1969, the Sharon Tate murders. Or the Manson murders. I guess Sharon Tate didn't kill anybody. I don't know what the right phrasing there is. Yeah. Tate LaBianca. Yes. Uh, mm. uh, Eve, Eve uh, she, uh, she had... LaBianca, you could say, is Labia, Ca- California. <laughs> yeah. What did that happen? <laughs> uh, Eve said, uh, she said, the first time I saw Sharon was at a cafe, was at the Cafe de Paris in Rome. It was 1961, the same year I saw the Pope. I couldn't believe anyone was that beautiful. Mm. The Pope? Uh, yeah. Well, she, was, <laughs> she was in Rome. When in Rome. Yeah. Pretty beautiful guy. Uh, but she remembers, she remembers seeing Sharon Tate in 1961 uh, in Rome. You know, you know, prime. Yeah. Before she got old. Yeah. Oh, God. And pregnant. Uh, she, uh, she went to um, uh, junior high with um, the, uh, Cath- uh, Catherine Scher, uh, one known as Gypsy. Eve said... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what are you saying? Who's that? Who went to school with who? Eve went to middle junior school, high. junior high, with the woman named Gypsy, who is a Manson. Uh, oh! Where did she go? Victor LeConte Junior High, right? LeConte, there? yeah. See how I fucking know the Los Angeles area? That's good. You grew up here. And before that, I did Chairmoya Grammar, of course, as you were going to say. I, no, no, I don't, I don't go to that young pal. No. Uh, <laughs> a Cassie fucking goes. weirdo. They just build the couch. <laughs> sit on it. Yeah, I don't upholster it. <laughs> I don't smell like birthday parties. <laughs> Yet, uh, she said uh, about about her. Uh, Eve said, "Kathy, that's what she was called then. She was in the orchestra. She had the locker next to mine in gym class. She was perfectly fine, except she was a little gullible. <laughs> uh, and she also uh, she knew Bobby Boussoulet." Oh, the water boy? The the Manson member <laughs> known as the Manson member known as Cupid. High quality that some high quality uh, 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 uh 
Uh, Bobby had uh, had started off the killings uh, uh, by killing uh, musician Gary Hinman on, on July 27th. Uh, and he actually uh, he's, he actually uh, stayed. Uh, he lived with Eve for a week in 1964. Hmm. Uh, she wrote, uh, Bobby Beausoleil had uh, romped with his dog in my house. He'd worn a sign that said, I'm a, I'm, I am Bummer Bob. I let him stay, but I hadn't slept with him because anybody who calls himself that, I figured, must have the clap. Oh, Bummer Bob. Yeah. And she, uh, she adds, he sent Christmas cards from death row. Ugh. We well, did not know what kind of bummer he would quite end up to be. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. Uh, uh, so so uh, Joan Didion, she would write uh, that uh, she wrote, many people I know in Los Angeles believe the 60s ended abruptly on August 9th, 1969, uh, at that, you know, the moment of the murders. Uh, you know, probably, you know, I think uh, writer Dan O'Sullivan, Dan O'Sullivan points out that uh, Nixon had been in charge uh, at this point. They'd already had like yeah, everybody. Everybody was like, started. "The '60s has been sucking for a bit." Yeah, now. it was the nail in the coffin. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, Bullet was still coming. But Bullet, you know, almost a '70s movie. It was a movie. Yeah. 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 It's 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 the begin. The '70s had started mm. already. Yeah. Um, which is uh, we've talked about this on the show before. Usually, it's not until the next decade that the decade starts. Yes, uh, film wise, eighty two right, right. still feels like the seventies, right? Right, but it's, and and ninety one still feels like the eighties. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, but uh, they, they were speeding to get out of the sixties. Yeah. with a bullet. <laughs> yes, sixty eight was already. Uh, um, give me shelter and being like, mm-hmm. hey man, shit is too crazy. Mm-hmm. Those fucking bombs. So before, yeah, the Manson family. But surely, you know, it was the final big, an ultimate too. And the Stooges take credit for killing the 60s, too. Yes, rightfully so. I mean, yes. Mo, Larry, you know. All of them. Harpo. Harpo. <laughs> Groucho. Those guys, those fucking, all those five Stooges. Uh, uh, Eve writes about uh, the end of the 60s. She said, uh, I never had to find out because I was too drunk and stoned. Uh, and then in 19- never had to find out what that the sixties were over because she was too drunk. <laughs> wow. She was sixty nine yeah. with half of the Stooges. Uh, but for her, for her, she realized it was over nineteen seventy one when Morrison OD'd in Paris. Oh, uh, and she saw his picture in the paper, and he, he he said she looked like Manson in his obit. That he looked like he him. looked like Manson. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. just bloated. He had just been doing drugs just nonstop for years. And he died what a twenty. He was part of the twenty seven club. Something like that. Yeah. Fuck him. All those <laughs> losers. They're all fucking weak. They all looked a hundred. Look at a picture of fucking Jimi Hendrix and tell me he didn't look like F- Morgan Freeman now. <laughs> Dude, eat a broccoli once in your life. Eat a broccoli. Okay. Eat a broccoli. Eat a broccoli. Dude. Read a blog. They all look like death. Warmed over, <laughs> refrozen, then warmed up again. Okay. 27. Right. Yeah. 27. Well, let's wind up this editorial. So, uh, so, so Eve, uh, she, uh, <laughs> she also noticed that, you know, she'd been, um, she started falling away from the rock and roll crowd. Uh, she said, uh, <laughs> it's all about crypto now, daddy. Started, yeah. started hanging out with NWA. <laughs> <laughs> all my friends have diamond hands, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> she, 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 these N-words have attitudes. <laughs> she, she would uh, say, you're right. She said, uh, I was getting too old to be a, re- a record album photographer. I was losing my groupie touch and had begun telling rock and rollers I hated rock and roll and nobody is that cute. And, uh, you know, she... Plus I'm 30. Yeah. Uh, whole thing sucks now. Uh, I mean, she was, she was 28 then or so. And then she, she had a final falling out with Earl that was um, this, like, incredibly w- would be a moment that she would refer to uh, for the rest of her life and the phrase 
And uh, she had started painting, um, you know, she, she on and off for years, and she had taken it up more as kind of her artistic output at this point. And uh, she said uh, she was painting at home, and one day Earl walks in, and he looks at the painting, and he just says, is that the blue you're using? And she said, I never painted again. Fuck out of here. And that's when I knew Earl was gay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so that's a phrase she would use kind of on and off for the rest of her life of like, just like the ultimate like. Is that the blue you were using? Yeah. (laughs) That's very good. That is a great. It is good. Great phrase to to really reclaim. Really destroy someone's painting. Mm. Oh, that's that's not not the blue you're using, is it? That's a a choice. Uh, Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good. It's really gonna take the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, eh, fuck Earl, man. <laughs> and so uh, you know, she she started getting out of that whole scene for a bit. Uh, she said, uh, "I gained weight. My legs were scuffed with alcoholic black and blue stains. My beauty. What? My legs were scuffed with alcoholic oh, black like and blue stains. Oh, like the Courtney Love bruises? Yeah, falling down because you're yeah. so fucked up. Yeah, that's right, Aaron. I love that." And uh, she, she writes, uh, My beauty had long, long ago sunk into the sludge of gray-green, no-sun pallor. The look with broken pink-eyed blood veins of someone, quote, who drinks. Hmm. <sighs> and she said, All I took was speed painkillers like Pergadin and Demerol for fun and painkillers like Codeine and uh, Fiorinol for cramps. I never took downers except if anyone happened to have any Quaaludes or Mogadins. Oh, and LSD or mushrooms if, or mescaline if it was a nice day. Uh, uh-huh. And she coined this phrase, squalid over boogie. Is was her uh, How term. How is that not like the title of the book? Mm, it's yeah, good. good. Squalid yeah. over boogie? Mm. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I think we turned the boogie up too high. <laughs> it, and it's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> it smells kind of like the end of a kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like diarrhea and birthday cake. <laughs> Tastes like a tub of piss somebody farted in. <laughs> <laughs> and then shard it. <laughs> uh, and uh, she, she, so she gets out of the troubadour scene with the musicians, and um, she starts dating this, this writer named Dan Wakefield. And uh, Wakefield had just gotten famous for his novel um, "Going All the Way," mm. which uh, uh, Kurt Vonnegut called uh, the truest and funniest sex no- novel any American will ever write. And he'd, hey Siri, remind me to read <laughs> "Going All the Way." <laughs> uh, and so they start living together, and uh, he had just moved to LA. And he he, uh, he there's a moment he calls Didion and Gregory Dunn, and he goes, hey, "I just met this incredible woman." And they go, "Oh, who?" And he goes, "Oh, was, you know, she's like a she was a music groupie." And I go, "Oh, Eve Babbitts." And they call her the Dowager Groupie. Hmm. Is she? Ba- did they? Did they? Uh, um. Was she uh, at all uh, an inspiration for the Kate Hudson character in uh, Almost Famous? I mean, quite, she I mean, quite possibly it seems could about be. A, it's about a decade and a half later. Yeah, she, I mean, she quite possibly could be. She's the archetype of you know, the, the original groupie. groupie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> I, pl- I choose to believe. And uh, but she, you know, she was incredibly well read, and so she, you know, he he really took a liking to her. And also, he he points out he's uh, he says that she's the one that uh, uh, told Steve Martin to wear a white suit. <coughs> oh, huh. man, it kind of sounds like Steve Martin didn't really have any original ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it hides the cum stains <laughs> and the hair too. Um, to black suit, you can see them things a mile away. White stain. 
<laughs> These are my white stains, Steve. I think Tommy Karate wrote My Blue Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a good idea, Steve. Come on over. <laughs> Just get in the bathtub. You want to see my coroner's report, buddy? Check this out. I almost put a crossbow through a guy's head, <laughs> and the arrow <laughs> looks so fucking funny. Oh, my God. You should do that on stage. He looks so stupid, buddy. But <laughs> not with a real arrow, you know, because you'd be dead. <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> One time I was shooting cans and people thought I fucking hated cans. You know, it's just me and my fellas. We're just a couple of crazy guys. <laughs> you can use that one in your skits. Wild, too. Yeah, yeah. You can use it in your skits, though. Uh, so uh, so uh, while, while dating uh, Wakefield, um, maybe before, I, I, I don't know what the exact timeline is, but she starts writing again. Or maybe she had always been writing, and now she starts taking it seriously again. But anyway, she um, she writes a short story called The Sheik, and it's about no, uh, Hollywood High School is the Sheik right. the mascot. And so it's a it's a a semi. I mean, the names are fictional. The stories are largely true mm. of her of you know some time at uh, Hollywood High when she was there. Nice. Sheik would also then become a condom brand in the <sighs> late nineties. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, she, uh, Wakefield, uh, he, he um, the Didion and Dunn convince him. They say like, "Oh, you like, yeah, you know, take her writing somewhere. You got to do it." Um, and so he takes it to roll, like shops around. And eventually, Rolling Stone publishes it. And uh, they, uh, they short story, her short story, The Sheik. Yeah, and uh, they they hire her to write more. And she uh, starts an affair with the editor of Rolling Stone. Then. Uh, and she she writes to him. She writes is, is a guy named Grover Lewis, and she writes to him, "Dear Mr. Lewis," and closes the quote brief biography of myself to which you alluded, and upward Eve Babbitts. And I assume brief biography means nude picture. Oh, what? Because why else would brief biography be in quotes? Oh, briefs. No, I just mean. <laughs> and then uh, he writes back, or maybe uh, she, or maybe it was, or maybe it was. A, I thought the joke was it was long. Yeah. Maybe but you could be. I, don't, I really don't know. I mean, she said enclosed, so but, I don't well, know. But that would be that, that means there'd be, there'd be another thing. Enclosed. I don't know. Anyway, be, uh, well, I, you know what? I choose to believe that it's nudes. Anyway, he writes back to her. He writes a whole letter back. In the end, he writes, "P.S. Holy shit!" He writes, Fuck. "P.S. I yearn for you tragically." Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah, nudes. So, okay, okay, well, now, okay. Now, Send now, it over to Hunter okay. S. Thompson, who wrote a fucking book about it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she. Um, oh, what are you saying? My nipple is too big. <laughs> I appreciate it if you didn't wear a brief in the photographs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this reality wasn't so brief. <laughs> I wish it was as long as it wore in peace. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's got a fucking jock strap on. Oh, <laughs> God! <laughs> I wish it wasn't on so much mescaline. <laughs> Look at those nipples. They're staring right back at me. <laughs> So she, uh, she eventually she starts a, an affair with uh, the senator. She moves to San Francisco, uh, and she writes. Uh, she said, "I was almost thirty, too old to fuck around." I decided. I always associated San Francisco with retirement, so I moved up there to become. What? A mm. She said. So I, I moved up there to become a square. I lasted three months. Yeah, uh, not I, the place to become a square. I do well, not think so. Well, I mean, maybe back then. But in nineteen seventy-one or something. Well, she said I always associated it with. Okay, I mean, she she was here, I, you know. Yeah, okay, but, I mean, 
I was with here. With the privilege of hindsight. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, and and to be fair, I think even Hunter S. Thompson himself wrote about uh, from San Francisco the end of that era. 68, 8, 9, 70, 71. Yeah, the, the high tide. The high watermark. The high water, watermark. That was the end of that time, but I still don't Yeah, San Francisco that. is still going to be a fringe place. It's, it's still well, covered know, in just, shit. Just for... Just for well, it was so. I don't know so that it was ever covered in shit. Well, I mean, one of the things is now, she she was friends human. with with Jan Werner's wife. Yeah, uh, you know, so w- maybe because she knew the rich people. Oh, maybe. So you know, yeah. maybe uh, maybe that was more. The, yeah, Sausalito. Yeah, you know, Twin Peaks area. The Cookie Magnet. And uh, she she lasts three months up there, <laughs> and and she oh. she doesn't see this guy because uh, she meets uh, Annie Leibovitz, and they have an affair. Do oh, they, do they take pictures? Uh, Annie Leibovitz does take. Yeah, she takes a lot. They of look like George yeah. O'Keefe's. Actually, there, there's a. But I, 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 I get no respect for a reason. <laughs> uh, was she? Uh, she did. You know, her family did know George O'Keefe. I know. That's why I brought it up. Plus the vaginal stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the vaginal aspect. Some 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 men are made uncomfortable by, by the word vaginal. Not you, Aaron. Vaginal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she, uh, Eve, uh, Annie Leibovitz takes a, a lot of pictures Full of, screen. of <laughs> Eve. I'm trying to find the one with from... The nipples in this. Uh, from the book. I can't do it. Right. Do you happen to have the one with the goodies and the treats? Yeah, you know, with the little man in the boat plus the meat <laughs> flaps. Uh, her and Annie Leibovitz, they, uh, they move back to uh, L.A., uh, back to Hollywood. Oh, God. And um, she... Uh, Why? Be- because... You'll answer. Because everybody was here. I was here. Uh, because of the chic, she gets a book deal, and she gets a $1,500 advance on the book deal. Uh, she says she blew it all in one night at Musso and Frank's. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, said, if you look at the price list of Musso and Frank's at that time, mm-hmm. you must have bought Musso and Frank's. Yeah. She said she ordered caramel custard for the entire restaurant. Mm. So, and she loved Musso's. That was like, <laughs> she's, you know... Um, Pretty nice. So, in 1974, she her first book. She uh, her, she publishes her first book called Eve's Hollywood, mm. um, and it's in many ways it's it's a love letter of sorts about L.A. Mm. Uh, she it was a rebuttal of Nathaniel West, Day of the Locusts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathaniel West, you know, he, he writes this incredibly influential book called The Day of the Locusts, and it, it's just there's so many. The end of the, one of the short stories is just a riot. Where the town just destroys itself in a riot. Um, so you're saying this is this is fiction? <laughs> now you're saying the fact that LA destroys itself in a riot is a fiction. You said it's a short story, is what I'm saying. What? You said yeah. it was a short story. Yeah. Well, well yeah, it, yeah. it was it, the, the Dave Locust is is Dave Locust is one of the stories. Then the book itself has uh, I think another one or two stories. In but it. so what is he just saying? Like LA is a sewer. Well, so he mm-hmm. LA. So, you know, for him and, and Joan Didion, the chaos of L.A. was frightening and Hollywood was contemptible. But for mm. Eve, the chaos is intoxicating. It was a ladder. Yeah. And she found Hollywood gross but exciting. You know, the, the, of so course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One person had more of a Marco Rubio. One person had a view of theirs <laughs> yeah. that chaos is a pit. The other was more of a little finger. And she saw that chaos was a letter. Out of out of all of them, she was the only one who grew up here. Right, they arrived here from other places. Yeah. Holy like, shit! Oh my god, Fuck LA! They just stay in my hotel room. Yeah. Fuck, I can't drive. Oh, yeah. oh. Scared out of my wits. 
Uh, and uh, she, she, in, this is her first book, Eve's Hollywood. And she was like, she basically has like seven pages of dedications, and one of them is uh, is to Steve Martin, the car, hmm. uh, the car, the yeah, VW Bug. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 the VD Bug. Thanks, yeah. bruv. And then one for I think you know she Joseph Heller and 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 then she writes uh, one of them is to the Diddy and Duns for having to be what I'm not. Uh, this is her way of saying like you know. Thank you for your takes on LA, and I'd appreciate you for who you are. But she's a local. We're native. different, yeah. right? But they're still, you know, they stayed friends. I can vibe with um, that. You know, you guys being transplants and such, and me being, you know, grown in the oh the god shit shut pile, up. the shit pile of what? Look, I'm I'm only shitting. And hey, uh, I like you guys. She would, uh, despite everything, you know. <laughs> She she would later write uh, uh, in a uh, in a story uh, in, <laughs> in a piece called "And West." Nay Weinstein is East Two. Nathaniel West's original name was Weinstein. He changed it. Uh, she she wrote an essay, "And West is East Two, and and in it, in it she writes, "All the things that Nathaniel West noticed are here: the old people dying, the ennui, the architecture, and fat screenplay writers who think it's a tragedy when they can't get laid by the fourteen-year-old Doxad in Gower Gulch." He really. Weinstein. The same 14-year-old who will ball the Cowboys any old time. But if there had been someone, say, who wrote a book about New York, a nice, precise, short little novel in which New York was only described as ugly, horrendous, and finally damned, and that the book was everyone from every elsewhere decided was, quote, the best book about New York there ever was, people who grew up knowing why New York was beautiful would finally, right before dessert, throw their sherry across the table and yell, I'll pick you up in a taxi, honey, and take you on a fucking guided tour, you blind jerk. Sulkamania is running wild, <laughs> folks. Yeah, what a bunch of fucking complainers. <laughs> the Sulkamaniacs are ripping off their shirt, complaining that the cotton is too rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not taking their vitamins. Nope. They're not taking their antidepressants. Well, listen. They are taking speed. Yeah. They are dying their beards. God, imagine writing this fucking whining shit down. Ugh. Nobody likes me or my, my shit. Blah, 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 blah. What? I go to parties and eat caviar. And Nobody gets how great I am. Fuck. Wait, that's what you took away from that? Yeah. She's, I think she was saying that, you know, pretty lame that Nathaniel West gets to drive the narrative on L.A. When Oh, I thought Nathaniel no. West was saying this about nobody appreciates me in L.A. No, she was writing that about Nathaniel West. Oh, well, then she's right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, that's true. And she, it started all the things that Nathaniel West noticed are here. And then fuck Nathaniel yeah, Weinstein. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Fuck, probably had a few casting couches of the wine. Sorry, did you get that impression too? I did. Yes. Okay. No. It's not your fault. We're dumb. <laughs> yeah, we're stupid. Come on. And, you know. It's the ennui. If, if two out of three of us aren't getting it, we got to extrapolate that to the listeners. <laughs> we do, because they're real stupid. <laughs> Bro. These guys are breathing out of their mouths. <laughs> we say sulcomaniacs, I think, and Macho Man Randy Savage. May he rest in peace. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the the um, uh, the book um, it gets mixed mixed reviews. It doesn't sell that well, but it's enough to get her another book deal and keep her writing. There are there are there are people who like it uh, that are important enough to you know give her another book deal, right? And she's gonna blow that in one night too. Uh, yeah, what, well, that was just the, the Chick Fil A right? yeah, 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 was just a sixteen hundred dollar advance. Fifteen hundred. She blew and, the advance and, and, at Musso and Frank's in nineteen seventy. Yeah, sixty nine seventy. That is like straight. Dude, you gotta get like all the oysters Rockefeller 
You're buying everybody the creme caramel or whatever it was. The caramel custard. Creme de la creme. I mean, that's some like stupid. It's very gangster level. Dude, it is like um, she is almost a rapper. Yep. Uh, which is cool, I guess. And I hope she made more afterwards because you know. The thing about that is, like, the, you the can go to the Formosa Cafe and the, they got some pretty good stuff too. Formosa Cafe does come up. It's uh, over there, you uh, know. The Formosa. Okay. Archetype of the groupie thing is the only thing I was. I was just gonna say, like, it's it's funny too because then there were a bunch that were kind of uh, more in like the muse role, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was just like groupie just became a thing of like girls that are around. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But there was a thing where it was like they're they're often artists. In themselves, yeah, themselves yeah, in, yeah, in myriad absolutely. ways, yeah. dude. And, you could say Alan Watts was a groupie, right? Sure, Alan Watts was a groupie for the Grateful Dead, right? Yes, with it, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we talked about this before, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. but like having people around that just because they're fun to have around, it's a good yeah. vibe. It's yeah. not just you don't sex. have to fuck them, it's not just a sex thing, it's yeah. nice yeah. though, yes, it feels good. Now that mm-hmm. feels good, especially if it's Alan Watts because mm-hmm. you know, he's on another mm-hmm. level. Turn the water cosmic pussy. Yeah, and, and she would she would later write that that sex is art, and that for a lot of people who don't make art, you? sex is sex is the only art they'll ever make. And, mm. you know, oh, I like that. That's yeah. a good observation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes so, sex is shard, though. <laughs> are you are you <laughs> once? I like to think that jacking it is art. <laughs> I mean, jacking it when I jacking when I do yeah. it. It's, <laughs> when I do it, it's called jocking. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Matt does. You know, when, when I pay my masterpiece. Then when it's over, I just go like, I don't like that one. <laughs> I love it. I think Jackson uh, Pollock did this one first. I think I was gonna, second. I think I was going to throw this one away. <laughs> what a Splax and Pollock. It's a Splax and Pollock. Splax and Pollock? Okay. That's funny. Yeah. Gee, uh... <laughs> you have to say it. It's, it's not good. 1976, huh. she starts hanging out at a, at a, at a new uh, bar restaurant called Ports. Um, Where's that? West Hollywood. Or adjacent. Uh, it, it, it's reminiscent of her beanery days. Uh, the, one of the, the wife of the uh, owner of it is described it as, uh, for people who were too hip for disco, it was like a club. You could do coke, fuck in the bathroom. There was a great <laughs> jazz man at the piano. <laughs> but no disco. <laughs> no, no disco. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a thing where like punk was like we got to be dirtier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then in West LA people are like, mm, <laughs> that's kind of gauche. Yeah. yeah, and let's uh fucking let's uh well, yeah we'll go to some. Uh, listen, I I like jazz and I like coke <laughs> and I like and I like funny. Yeah, and it's got. I hate swan- disco. <laughs> I'm cool with the blacks, <laughs> but I hate disco. Right, disco was yeah, it, but it was a thing where it was like. It's. I think a lot of people took it as like homogenized top forty. Mm-hmm. Then yes. Well, maybe yeah, not because maybe, it was great for listen eight maybe, years. All right, maybe not immediately, but for, you know what I'm saying. Like, there's a minute where people are going like, "Do we like this?" They're like going like, "Is, is it almost a cheat code?" Yes. To, is, to, it, is it music by numbers? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, how awesome is something until it becomes, you know, orthodox? Well, and also there's a thing where you go like, at first it's genuine, and then people are like, oh, I, it, I, I, it, I, I can see the formula. Yeah, and, it, and, it is, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh, is this parody or the height of the art form? And then when you can't tell whether something is satire or the height of the art form, right? it means the art form is over. Well, it's like this. It's like, it's like there's, you know, uh, Soundgarden. 
when nobody cares, and then there's Stone Temple Pilots when Every, everybody, everybody cares. cares. <laughs> and, it's like, and you're going like, oh, wait a minute. And then as soon as Creed pops up, yeah. you're oh, like, done. Dude, and Nickelback right out. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't even, yeah. Yeah, when everybody, yeah, seeing that, yeah, it's like, all right, okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pearl yeah. yeah. Jam has gone rancid. Yeah. Oh no. And everybody then, every the the, the every guy now sings, sings like this. this. Don't blink and you'll miss it. <laughs> and you go like, no, I'm pretty sure singers all sound like yeah. So the regulars at the place for <laughs> people yeah. like uh, yeah. Yeah. Warren yeah. Beatty, Robert Redford, Klaus Oldenburg, Ronnie Blakely, All uh, those, Tom uh, Waits, Francis Ford Coppola, Candace Bergen, Steve Martin, Carrie Fisher, Eve Babbitt, and uh, all those cokeheads who were complicit in Sharon Tate's murder. <laughs> yeah. All those top-notch cokeheads. Yeah. Uh, one one night, Lee, Eve is loaded with uh, an editor friend of hers, and uh, they get an idea to publish an underground newspaper called the L.A. Manifesto, <sighs> and they get. Uh, Ronnie Blakely to uh, submit poems. Steve Martin's first ever short stories in it. Uh, Carrie Fisher writes a short story and has poetry in it. Uh, they have so original songs by the Eagles in it. <laughs> and and they just they publish one and then they just probably all get too drunk to do another one. Yeah. But it was a, they ran you know, out of coke. They had a thing, yeah. Um, and around this time, she starts dating uh, the, this artist uh, Paul Ruche, uh, who's Ed Ruche's uh, brother. Uh, Ed, who was the artist who did Five Girlfriends in 1965. Uh, oh, from the beginning of the episode. Yeah, yeah. And, and Paul was a, a notable artist. And his, uh, he was also uh, largely gay. So it was a cool. big surprise to <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had been Lar largely he gay. He had been pretty it much gay. 80-20. Yeah, yeah. He'd been pretty much gay before he met her. Pretty much. Yeah. And then he met her with yeah. the fucking... Mm. With the jugs. Mm -hmm. Dude, the fucking... <laughs> Dairy farms. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is? It? How is what I said any worse than what you said? I said jugs, <laughs> and you oh, said dairy farms. And what's inside those jugs? Oat milk, silk. I don't know. Almond milk, <laughs> nut milk. Oh, all right, fine. It was uh, you he, know, he, for me. Yeah, real milk is not milk. <laughs> Go on, right. go on. He was, he was, uh, he was, he he was good for her. I mean, she needed someone to, um, uh, kind of like you know, add some chill to her life. Uh, and he, uh, he, he largely did that. Uh, she, she uh, said of him, she said, uh, Paul would dry dry lepers' feet with his hair. I've often feared that he would leave me not for some prettier or richer person, but to perform some Christian act of atonement. He would dry lepers' feet with his hair. Yeah. That's uh, Mary Magdalene or Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But, Very uh, good reference, Matt. Mm -hmm. I know you. She, yeah. I'm giving you the credit. <laughs> uh, and and he was he said uh, Eve was Eve was destructive to herself more than anybody else. That only made me want to save her. I felt she did better when she was with me. That she was less agitated. I was forever apologizing to her. I remember a guy came up to her at a party and told her that she was his favorite writer, and she just looked at him and said, "Beat it." <laughs> and his name was Michael Jackson. <laughs> his, name was, his name was Steve Martin. It, it was Quincy Jones and Michael Jackson. And they went on to write a song called Thriller. <laughs> yeah, you kid. I'm talking to Henley. <laughs> Anglin Fry. Eat his own motherfucker. Get out. Uh, and uh, so she, at this time, she would, uh, she said she, one of the things she loved about it was that he knew when to leave. 
And I he said, like, he would, like, they, he would sleep at her place two or three nights a week. They would go out drinking, go home and fuck. In the morning, she, he, she, he said that she would just start making coffee and then just banging the spoon against the, the pan she was cooking the coffee in. He would leave. And he would be like, okay. And then right before he left, she would go, uh, can you read this thing I wrote? And then he'd read it. And if she liked his notes, she would let him stay. If she didn't like his notes, she would kick him out. <laughs> and he said, the, "That's great because it's such a uh, uh, you know gender swap, yeah, it's role reversal." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, the well, thing. well, I mean, it's funny you say that because when Eve's mother met him, Eve's mother said, "I thought sons were supposed to marry their mothers." Oh, <laughs> because Eve's mom was saying like, "Oh, she's dating the male version of her mother." Right. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and you know, bisexual guy. If you believe in gender yeah. at all, nah, it's yeah. all bullshit. No, it's fucking it's well, gay fucking thing is whack. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, what he was reading would be uh, her her next book. Uh, it was published in 1977. It's her best reviewed, best selling book. It's probably the pinnacle of her, or her writing. Um, it's called uh, uh, it's called the uh, Slow Days Fast Company. <sighs> and uh, and and in it, she you know she. It's a, again. It's a series of essays where she changes the names, but it's largely real things that that had happened to her. Uh, she she talks. Jim Borison. David Dowie. His right eye was blue. His left eye was brown. Not who you think. Uh, in it, she she writes about trips to Bakersfield and Palm Springs, Laguna Beach. She writes about Bakersfield. The, uh, the 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 yeah yeah well yeah no seriously. Would yeah. that take a four quarter inch of a page? <laughs> well, it's, an, it's actually an interesting thing. She, she talks about like, dating this guy and going out to Bakersfield and what a what a weird you know what an, it, it's a weird scene out there. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, she talks about the, the bulk of the series, man. She she talk, she she writes about uh, the how to. Uh, how to, how to dance? How to delicately delicately uh, dance uh, around the emotions of a threesome? Um, oh! How to properly ingest a quaalude? <laughs> ah, anally. <laughs> what to wear when you're taking cocaine on acid? Nothing. Uh, what restaurant to go for for garlic and easy sex? The Olive Garden. What restaurant to go for mineral water and erotic tension? Buca di Beppo. Um, uh, did she, it's a uh, it yeah it there's some. Uh, it's pretty good. This is like Z Zagat's. Yeah. Restaurant guide. Yeah. The freak guide yeah. to fucking... Freak Zaggots. Let's call it... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh -huh. Very good. Very good. Maggots. Yep. <laughs> uh, here's... Maggots Restaurant I'm... Guide. Hear that, John? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a couple, oh. couple of my uh, favorite passages from it. Oh, yes. Um... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Hear that? <laughs> Holy cannoli. Oh. Uh, she says, uh, in Hollywood, there's a lot of, in Hollywood, there's usually a special grace period when you're allowed to grab a few friends before you pitched into only meeting other famous people. The trick is to find friends who are sophisticated enough to understand what you're talking about, but disinterested enough to not come to you with their screenplays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's brutal. Sometimes it all happens so fast that there's no time to find real friends or else it happens. And during the time you should be finding real friends, you're still acting like you were before waiting for the prince. So that when, quote, everything comes, one has nothing. Especially if you're a woman, you're waiting for a prince. Janice Joplin was always wondering when her prince would come. Uh. And the wait was such... 
And the weight was such a bore that she purchased total surcease on the smooth, blank, clear, smiling lake of heroin. A famous friend of the famous. A famous friend of the famous. Mm -hmm. Heroin. Mm. Mm. You might know me by other names. Skag. (laughs) Charlie. (laughs) El Chapo. Horse. That white horse. Mm. Mm. (laughs) And behold... (laughs) <laughs> and behold, a chopped up white horse, and his name is Charlie. <laughs> name is Log Jam. <laughs> and he rides up with four other riders. Diarrhea, loquaciousness, and a limp dick. The four horsemen of the Chapocalypse. Uh, here's, here's, here's another one. Uh, um, hmm? This is... Uh, in this, she references uh, the garden, and what she's talking about is the the Garden of Allah. Eve talks about garden. Oh, the Garden of Allah was a famous hotel, okay, uh, in uh, West Hollywood. Uh, the Garden of Allah. Yeah, that was eventually. Uh, well, Allah is the one she lured Muhammad as his prophet. Obviously. Great. Well, at least we solved that one. End of story, bro. And so this is uh, her. She's talking about her friend Pamela. And, uh, and, and uh, so she shows up at Pamela's place, and, and uh, Pamela says to her, Pamela says, Oh, thank God you're here, she says. Maybe you can help me with this. I've been sitting and sitting all week, staring out the window. And Eve says, I don't think the direction is very inspirational, I answer, watching as she pours boiling water into two cups with tea bags in them. Pamela has always been, as, Pamela has been away from England long enough to know that no one really cares about, quote, proper English tea. She has never liked England besides, and if the whole place disappeared in the sunset, it wouldn't damage her the way it damaged me when they tore down the garden, or when I saw a sign in the 20th Century Fox co- commissary a couple years ago that said, Bus your own dishes. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Yeah. 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 England disappearing, busing my own dishes. Union Jack goes up in flames. <laughs> yeah. I gotta bust my own <laughs> flatware. Yeah. <laughs> On Bronson and Sunset. Yeah. Okay. That's like finding out uh, uh, Sweet Greens is cashless. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta use a QR code. Yeah. They actually have to have uh, a cooperation. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have a tap pay Apple Cash. <laughs> they have to go through my my FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> buy a, a fucking chicken salad, okay? CAA agent or like FBI, okay, babe? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I think I think I think the groupies nowadays have to pull, have to pay in splooge coin, okay? <laughs> I used to have to be in Al-Anon, now I've got it to be in QAnon. Anon. <laughs> Jesus F Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll read. I'll read uh, one more. This one, a short one. Uh, she has. A, she has a, a, an essay called Emerald Bay, where, uh, and this is a. Is that like Tahoe? Uh, yeah, it's one of the most photographic sites in the world. Yeah. So she she has some friends down there, and, and she she goes for a dinner party with uh, with Paul, and um, at the dinner party, she's uh, there's a friend of a friend who she's acquainted with that Eve is, and uh, she uh, she she sees the salad the woman has made. And she she goes, oh, there's no salad dressing on this. And so she uh, she makes some salad dressing and puts it on it and finds out that there was, the lady did have salad dressing on it. And then a couple months later, later the, the woman commits suicide. And uh, Eve writes about it in the book. And, you know, she hears that the woman commits suicide. And she said, uh, 
I tried to imagine this woman whose face I couldn't remember standing naked in the mirror with the Emerald Bay behind her. And her friend Joe, she says, She always liked you, you know, Joe went on. She didn't like many young people, but she liked you. Not that she ever got over the salad dressing. (laughs) 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 oh, Oh, I said. I couldn't remember. And then I did. Salad dressing was a specialty. They made she they said she made the best salad dressing in Emerald Bay. Oh no, I said. And the trouble was that she'd already made the salad dressing when you came in. And it was that. already on the salad. Oh God. <laughs> and then she writes, I wish now that I could remember her face or the sound of her voice. But the only things that I really remember are that she left her children two million five hundred thousand dollars in a will, and when I tasted that her her lettuce, I was sure there was nothing left. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> bullet better salad dressing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually had uh, a good dressing from uh, Paul Newman, <laughs> <laughs> who I fucked. <laughs> <laughs> now that guy could toss salad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Matt. Damn. That's good, John. Damn. So That's um, a good story. Yeah. With the big tits too. Yeah, and then and then the 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 people who she was friends with, they kind of like they stopped talking to her. Well, because she seemed like she was a real pain in the ass. Well well when they saw that she put the story in. <laughs> well when the show, they also, saw that she also got a, old. Line, a line like that is so cutting that it's cutting uh, and she's not hot and young anymore. <laughs> oh, right. writing, no. and her writing is B minus at best. No, but it's it's it's, it's fun. It, I love it. No, no, no. I think that's a very good anecdote. I think it should have been included. It uh, is, and I'm happy it, I heard it. It is a thing where if if your friend tells you she never forgot about the salad dressing, do you, I mean, you'd think. I mean, it's it's playing with the guilt of I'm yeah. one more straw, right? On and, the it, camel's and it's back. also they eat. It's a narcissism of like, oh, it was me that caused her to kill her. So I was the straw that I was the fucking the balsamic that broke the camel's spirit. But uh-huh. in that way, it makes fun of the whole uh, 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 kind of of uh, uh, I would say uh, wealth of the whole thing. Yeah. They you say they saying? say she made the best salad dressing in Emerald Bay. Oh god. Okay, what a well, title. Yeah. Right. There's 15 people in Emerald Bay. <laughs> yeah, and you and go back like, then there's only 5. Yeah. yeah. She fucking doesn't do anything. She just stirs a bowl of nothing. Yeah, she whisks together some lemon juice, some olive oil and balsamic. Big whoop. <laughs> so uh, so that's a Slow Days Fast Company that has that was her best-selling book, best-reviewed book. And uh, it was said that Jackie Kennedy liked it so much she gave copies to people when they said they were going to visit LA. Wow, funny. Yeah, uh, 1979. She published Dude, this. <laughs> this book blew Jack's mind. Jackie. Jack this is Kennedy. much later. Yeah, Jack Kennedy. I yeah, can- I know. Like you know. No, I know the joke. <laughs> I do know the joke. I do know the joke. I mean, it blew his mind. Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, that that reminds me. You know that. Huh? Remember that yeah. anecdote about Earl McGrath that said Eve said he ran Bobby Kennedy's campaign? Yeah. yeah. It turns out what he really did was he had a suite at the Chateau Marmont where <laughs> he, got, he got he got uh, 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 no RFK no, Robert Kennedy's yeah. campaign uh, that he basically just he didn't run his campaign no he just got women for RFK to fuck when he was in town. Oh, wow. Which I guess is a form of campaign running. Yes, uh, yeah, it is. I am no longer staying at the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> I am moving to the Ambassador Hotel. <laughs> this is a good move. It will not go out to haunt me or later generations. 
means it will not be a CVS in the year 2010. I can guarantee you that. This is a good move. Huh. This guy is friends with Sir Han Solo. <laughs> and he sells good parts. He's got the most dankest shit in all of the greater Los Angeles metropolitan area. Sir and Han- he can almost build you a deck. <laughs> I mean, come on. You got to invite Sir Han Solo to this fucking party. <laughs> Sir, Sir Han Solo understands millions of Americans are smoking shitty ditch weed. <laughs> He's a man of the people. He may yeah. be a sir. Yeah, if only yeah. if you didn't have such primo shit, he would have built me that deck. I told him I loved him, and he said, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, uh, that's 77. In 1979, she uh, she publishes her first novel, uh, Sex and Rage. Uh, Whoa. It was not, at the time, it was not well-reviewed. Uh, the LA Times wrote, surfs up on a sea of mediocrity. Oh. <laughs> what did I say? Mm. And uh, around around this time, Eva started having a serious cocaine problem. Uh, and she, uh, she's, no. she had stopped drinking, and so people were like, oh my God, you're, you're doing great. You haven't been drinking. And it turns out she just wasn't <laughs> you lost drinking so much she weight. was doing so much cocaine. Hmm. Uh, Paul uh, Rusha said he once found her in her apartment uh, with the entire floor covered in bloody Kleenexes, and he said the cats were high just off the fumes. Oh! What? <laughs> yeah. Damn. I bet, I, bet, I bet the litter boxes were full. <laughs> Can I go pee after that? That's really funny. All right, we'll take a quick break, folks. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, all right. Okay, so uh, we're, it's 1980 right now. Uh, she has a huge Coke problem. Uh, she publishes another book. This one. Uh, is kind of lost to time. Mostly, there's like one copy available, and it's two thousand dollars on what? Amazon or something like that. It, there's just there's no copies of of it. That's bizarre. Um, yeah, I think I I don't know if it was Amazon self-published bizarre, or, or yes. what. Uh, 1982, she publishes a uh, uh, L.A. Woman. Uh, her, you know. But yeah. I'm sorry. In what year did she publish that? 82. Okay. L.A. Woman's in 82, yeah. yeah. It's about a, a blonde groupie who's trying to fuck Jim Morrison. Ooh. Blonde? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Is she stacked? Uh, probably. Uh, the reviews are bad, and <laughs> eventually she moves in uh, with her parents to get clean. Mm. Uh, they have a house. Uh, where, uh, they had moved, and their house was on Wilton Place. Hey! hey. Yeah. Uh, La Mirada. Yeah. And they had, uh, they had a little... Uh, uh, Do you one, know where on Wilton? They had a one-story apartment in the back. No. I know. I thought it was, too, but it's, like, two blocks down. It's closer. Wow. To, or maybe up. Closer I think it's Melrose? Closer, it's closer to Bronson. Okay. Oh, it's like so two it's, blocks it's up. east. No, it's north. It's north. Wilton, Wilton runs north-south. Right, but Bronson is east. I thought Bronson was north of... Whatever. Anyways. It's, it's more towards Sunset. California. I think so. I, I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, yeah. It's all the same, but very close to you, DeGeneres. Yeah, I was, yeah, when they said, you know, one one story, you know, mm-hmm. apartment house back, in the back, I was like, hey, all right. <laughs> hey, you know, this Koopy got clean in this back house. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to, at least. I live in a shithole right down the street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, uh, 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 Paul, she has... It takes her a bit to get clean. Uh, Paul Ruscha says one time he 
uh, he showed up there to see how she was doing, and he had to save her from a fire because uh, she had drunkenly thrown her coat over the space heater. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, but eventually, ah. eventually she, does, uh, she does join. She gets an AA, and she gets clean. Uh, and, and she also says, uh, this is in, in uh, the early 80s, she said, uh, AA was the social scene of all time. All of L.A. was there, and the last straw was different for everybody. My friend Connie said she had to fuck two midgets before she knew it was time to join. Then she adds, it was great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She said she had friends who weren't addicted to drugs that she who convinced to show up for the stories. I, I myself have, I went to 40 AA meetings. Mm-hmm. At least four zero. Yeah. Wow. I went to four when I crashed my car. Yeah. Mm. BMW. Uh, <laughs> good. Good. Yes. Good. Yeah. Totally. Uh huh. People totally. need dramatic examples to shake themselves out of bed. Also, you don't want to drive a BMW. You don't. You're, you like, want to crash them. There's a, there's a thing where I, I think my subconscious knew. Yeah. I don't know why. You want to lease it, a BMW and get rid of it after three years. The BMW owner is more reviled than the Mercedes owner. Yes. For BMW, some reason. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's Save for a few exceptions of models and years. It's more of a jerk-off car. It's a jerk-off mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never jerked off in it, uh, but I did fuck off in it, and That's I good. did crash it, and I, I, I almost got a DUI. Anyways, I went to 40A meetings, Yeah. and that was also around the time that I was like, I'm going to start doing stand-up. Right. And it was a treasure trove of material. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, It was an open mic. An AA meeting in L.A. is an open mic. Yeah. (laughs) Multiple celebrities Mm -hmm. seen. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, it's like, oh, you just want to be here to talk. You have nothing to say Mm -hmm. about what you're here to say. Mm. Oh, interesting. The parallels, I mean... Well, it's, it's almost hacked to make that comparison now to say right. like an AA meeting is an open mic and open mic is an AA well, the, meeting. The actors that do uh, open or, mics just I, I, or, I, the op, or the open micers that do open mics who I, should be an AA. I, I, have, I, have, I have a bit of a disagreement. I have a bit of a disagreement. I think there's a thing where there's definitely going to be some of that in Los Angeles, no matter what. You're, people like to be seen. Mm-hmm. But there's also a thing, too, where you go like, how can I not be self-destructive and still hang out with party people and who don't party and who don't anymore. party right, and, and you right. go like at least we can talk it's about a thing, it it's the thing of like you go like well you know my most familiar surrounding is a bar and you go like what if i could go be with all the bar flies and it's now and, just and not a bar yeah, 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 yeah. they've replaced the booze with coffee yeah. and we still smoke and right. chop it up and talk right. i'm not I'm not shitting on the aa scene at all no i'm just saying i'm just saying i don't think it's just being seen is what no, I'm no, 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 no. But in sometimes in some locations in LA, yes, for sure, it is like, all right, hear me, listen, listen to my monologue, listen to my monologue. Yes, for sure. And you, you have been. Everyone in this room has been to open mics mm-hmm. or bringer shows. Well, they're not about making you laugh. They just want. They're they like, just look listen, at me, look, look at, me. at me, and listen yeah, while man. you drink and smoke. Yeah, I, well, and I know. Yeah, we, we all know people who do that and say they're doing comedy <laughs> <laughs> and say they're sober too. Uh, and so uh, while she's at AA, she meets and start dating. Starts dating Warren Zevon. Oh, 
Oh, and he's an excitable boy. Mm. Yes, and his hair was perfect. <laughs> she said, uh, Warren, Warren wasn't actually in AA, but he should have been. I guess he came that night because somebody was trying to get him to go. He was addicted to heroin, heroin, scotch, and the pork at Musso's. And the pork at Musso's, which he probably paid for. <laughs> yeah, hero, he, he wrote um, Carmelita, mm-hmm. yeah. which is about scoring heroin in Echo Park. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that he was addicted to all those things because, yeah. boy. Well, there was, other, there was something else he was addicted to, but... Uh, 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 Eve, uh, one time a friend of Eve said uh, she ran into Eve uh, coming out of a thrift, thrift stop, a thrift store, and uh, Eve uh, had a nurse's uniform with her. Ah. Uh, and uh, she said, uh, she said, uh, fun and games with Warren. Wow. Uh, and, but Eve also said about Warren, she had to, she had to, yeah. she had to break it off with Warren. Yeah. And she said, uh, she said, yeah. Warren was so wonderful and funny, but he almost did me in. If he went downstairs in an elevator, he'd come back up with a woman. He couldn't help himself. Wow. The only way I could stand to be with him was by going to Ashtanga yoga class every day. Ashtanga yoga is so horrible to do that when you stop doing it, you feel like you're flowing on air. But after a while, even that didn't work. Damn. Ashtanga yoga, dropping that in 1980. Yeah. Nice. Pretty progressive shit. Pretty fucking good. So, uh, so yeah, so she, you know, that was her last foray into, uh, you know, musician uh, dating and... Mm. Uh, uh, she continued over the, over the next, uh, you know, that's mid-80s, late 80s, mid-late 80s. And over the next, you know, 20, 10, 15 years or so, she would publish articles and essays. Uh, when uh, when Oliver Stone did his Jim Morrison movie, she published an essay called Roll Over Elvis, The Second Coming of Jim Morrison, uh, where she basically, you know, what I read before about Morrison, you know, she wrote a lot of that in there. Did she fuck Val Kilmer? <laughs> no. Uh, I bet she did. In uh, 1997, she largely stopped working and, you know, going out because she was driving home from a, a family party and she was trying to light a cigar. Manson? And uh, she accidentally uh, uh, lit her dress on fire oh, and God. had burns over half her body. She was driving home lighting up a cigar? Yeah. Like she's Arnold Schwarzenegger or yeah. Winston Churchill? I'm Schwarzenegger. I don't know. As for the looks, I don't light it. I don't... That's pretty badass that she's lighting up a cigar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she didn't stop trying to be. You know, yeah. How long people. was that drive? <laughs> uh, I think. Well, I think yeah, if I remember, it was you know from like you know Burbank or some shit. Hmm. Yeah. Guess you could smoke maybe an inch of it. Yeah. Maybe it's you, fucking, bro. <laughs> things never go out. No, I mean <laughs> whatever. Ask Tom Arnold. Uh, it burns on over half her body. I week, will. Week, weeks in the ICU. Months Jeez. in rehab. Um, and uh, she would uh, disappear. And she she kind of became a little bit of like a hoarder. Um, until the biographer of, of, of Eve's Hollywood, or Hollywood's Eve, Lily Onelik, uh, uh, started researching her and, and trying to get interviews with her, and then eventually, like, uh, got her to open up, and uh, they got, uh, I think it's like Jewish services or some, something like that, I believe it's what it's called, uh, to, uh, they clean out her apartment, and... Uh, it's, Jew- it's, Jewish services? Scra- scrape all the tattoos off her shit skin. everywhere. It's... it's <laughs> It's it's something Jewish no, something services. She's got services, schmutz on her face. It's uh, <laughs> there's a very they're a very nice company that do uh, you know like you know. burns. Yeah, hold on, now. you look like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> Not Jewish. <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know that? And uh, because of this, uh, because of the because he combined the wool with the leather. That's right. You can wear it because of the Vanity, Vanity Fair article that uh, Anelik writes about. Babbitt's uh, Babbitt's career then has a resurgence in the 2010s, and over the next decade, her books would be re-released. In 2017, the book um, Sex and Rage that was 
you know, had a bru- that bu- brutal review from the LA Times. Uh, it was a Paris review of, uh, of books, uh, a choice, NPR book, book of the year uh, yeah. list. And all of a sudden, it, you know, I think it just, all of a sudden, all of her books were being read by people who had heard about those times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and her writing was sharp and dark and funny and honest. Yeah. And, and there's a thing there, too, where you go, like, you know, the, the attitude of, like, just, you know, hating on a woman that especially has access mm-hmm. was far worse. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, then. But, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I'm just clarifying. What yeah, saying. no, 100%. Like, it's like, you know, uh, they, they're just like, ah, this fucking thing. And then, like, she it's has, like, But it's also like, what else did you want them to do? Right. It's the same thing. You in want America. them to be dumb? Yeah, like, it, was, it was like hating on black pimps in, you know, in the 40s and 50s. Like, well, what did... You like they could, so they did. There, there's, there's, this, I mean, so there's, there's two things that that reminds me of is uh, Ahmed Erdogan. He, he would have the, he would have all these women like brought to him and, and and have these parties, and he would be like insulting women. And Eve was the only one who was like, well, "Fuck you," and give it back to him. Yeah, and so right, he always he was, sh- he was he chose them. he always chose her. And and uh, her sister says like she would be at these parties with guys like Mick Jagger and all of these uh, these musicians around a table. And they would just be saying just the most disgusting, derogatory thing about all the women they had been with. Except you. And Eve was like, you guys are fucking dirty scumbags, like, and making fun of them. Yeah. And so they were like, you know, yeah, so. You're cool. You can Oh, hang. she's all right, isn't she? She's yeah. one of the gods, all right. Uh, yeah, and it's like, you shouldn't need to have that. But, you know. No. It's, but it's, it's it, easy it, for Everything people. is always, like, this weird shit test. Yeah. Both men and women is like, well, let's see who can say the most disgusting thing. But back then, the woman doing it, the man doing it is cool. The woman doing it is a bitch. Except when you pass the test. She passed the test. Right. No, but I'm saying for the, for the outside people. Of course. The people looking into that. Yes. Mick Jagger's cool. The woman who's doing that at that time. To those people right. is not cool. Except yeah. she's cool to Mick Jagger. But now we, when we look at it now, we go, yes, of course, that is cool. Yeah, and there's a thing there, too, where you go, like, um, you know, at some of these things where you go, like, you know, th- these parties, you know, I've been going to this party for a decade. Yeah. It's the same shit. And you go, like, well, she's, and she's bored by it. Yeah. Which means she has a higher standard. So then you're going, like, well, what does she have going on? Mm-hmm. Now she's interesting to me. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It, uh, with any male counterpart at those parties, <laughs> yeah. where you go, like I'm just interested on on like a like a level of like, oh, well, this person's looking for something new. Yeah, they're, who, they're trying to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's the person that's bored at this thing? Yeah, 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 what, yeah. Right. what are they looking? for? Yeah, anybody satisfied here is kind of a fucking lame. Yeah, nincompoop. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so she had a career resurgence in 2010s, and uh, uh, her biographer writes they did. She was. <laughs> Largely, uh, you know, as she got a little older, she became uh, much more conservative. Uh, yeah. But they largely, she largely avoided uh, the biographer. Largely avoided bringing those things up. Uh, talk about the fun times. Uh, December twenty twenty one, the age of seventy eight, she died of Huntington's disease. Oh, so we'll add her to the Woody Guthrie uh, yeah. uh, list. But it seems like it didn't. Uh, Probably COVID. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, 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 we'll chalk it up to COVID. Sure, maybe she Seven froze hours. from the burns. <laughs> good call. The burns? Good like, call back. You mean like the... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a few minutes. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I saw him doing the hurdles <laughs> in his head. <laughs> that's like... That's pretty good, John. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Oh. Thanks, fam. Huh, I didn't uh, expect that yeah. from you. And then so, yeah. <laughs> 
freezing from the freezing from the burns. It's deep cut, man. <laughs> She's like thirty years later, froze from the burns. <laughs> yeah, it's a slow burn. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's the, the Eve Babbitt story. That's a great story. You yeah. got me riled. You roped me in with the tits <laughs> and the stacked eighteen-year-old on a bus. Now stop. you know how to get him so he doesn't shut up. He doesn't. No, no. He, I didn't he always up. doesn't I didn't, shut up. I didn't shut up. No, he no. always doesn't shut. up. I uh, I was going to tell you uh, during the last break that I thought it was going to end up being, and forgive me for not knowing the name. That's okay. I know most people don't know the name. Even people in LA. No, no, no. I'm talking about the person who I thought it was. Oh, okay. I don't know this name either. Well, how could you think it was them if you don't? don't because it was just, it was the same era groupie, oh, okay, uh, but okay. it was the one that started doing- uh, Penis the, sculptures? Yes, the casts. I just found out about her today. I th- oh, wait, I, I, wait, we haven't talked about that? No, no, I I just found out about that woman today, started doing the penis But sculptures. she was doing Hendrix and Morris, yeah. I, like all, I, all wait, those- Wait, we haven't talked about this. No. I, you know what, we'll ask sober listeners. Yeah, <laughs> might yes, have, yes. Well, uh, I just found out about it today. Okay, so then we haven't. Yeah. But we, yeah, I knew about it a while ago, but my yeah. friend Meredith just posted about it recently and I was like I was like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of a candidate." Yeah. Um, but it was very much the same era. Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. And yeah. early, but then it's the same thing too where I like I was saying like it's an artist. Yeah, it's she a, actually makes good it's art. It's a muse yeah, type yeah. that's in the mm-hmm. thing, but like she's also kind of you know, making fun of the groupy thing by doing mm-hmm. it and just being like, "Yo, here's these dicks." Like and you know, it's not as if, you know, they're all monsters or right. some of them are, are, are cool. Cut. Some of them are cool little mushroom things like yeah, Trump's yeah, got. Yeah. Weird things. Well, I mean, Eve also, uh, uh, she she always made sure she got what she wanted out of the, like You know, it wasn't just all about serving the musician. Seen you know? potential. She uh, she was she always emphasized that made sure she got good head. I right. Hope, I hope so. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, Paul Ruscha, this gay guy, bisexual guy, she had, he was like, yeah, she taught me how to eat a woman out. Like, wow. You know? I bet you she taught him how to suck her. He taught her how to suck a good dick. <laughs> I probably not. You don't think the gay guy taught her to suck a good dick? I assume she probably, you know, went at it, you know, thoughtfully mm. in her, in her yeah, years. You know, I think, I think the kid. mostly gay guy, you need to teach more about cunnilingus than you need to teach Eve Babbitt how to suck a dick. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I think there was a good exchange of ideas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got uh, the equipment, you know how to work it. No, not necessarily. People people get weird fucking blowjobs all the time that I would never want. Yeah. Right. Or not at all. Imagine if it's a guy, though. The guy knows how to do it. Because he's got one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm saying that doesn't matter. I'm saying guys have dicks that they want blown in ways that I don't want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Understand? Huh. Yeah, a lot of people learn weird lessons that are very specific. Yeah, to the yeah that and then they keep doing that yeah. shit. You're like, yeah, some guy's like, yeah, chomp on my face. Yeah, yeah, hit yeah, it against chomp. the wall. They're like, beat the fucking thing, punch the ball, <laughs> put it in the uh, in the in your car window, <laughs> yeah. stick one ball in my asshole and blow in my urethra, smear it on the bus window, <laughs> step on it with a stiletto heel with cockroaches. Huh? <laughs> Does it have to be dirty apartment? Yeah. No, it's a clean apartment with cockroaches. <laughs> Put it in the cigarette lighter in the car. <laughs> One of the old fashioned <laughs> oh, ones. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'll, uh, you know, on the next Patreon, I'll talk about her sister. Um, uh, oh. She had a, a younger sister who was also uh, oh. notable in some ways. Uh, and I'll Boys. just say uh, she fucked Ringo Starr. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's, somebody I'll, I'll had t- to do it. I'll tell you that story. That's cool. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's really fun. That's I, really I great. Really Shout out that. to the local natives and mm-hmm. LA natives out yeah. there. Yeah. Doing great. Doing all great four work. of us. I wish we could have heard about the whack takes she had politically at the end. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a good uh, yeah. wrap up where you go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should have stayed a drug addict. <laughs> you know, one of those things. Oh, you got sober in the. Mm. Maybe just at that point, Sulkamania was running wild. Yeah, Sulkamania. Maybe we should introduce her to Chris Benoit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. God. The family? Oh. Eddie Oof, Guerrero? Got, oh, okay. All right. No, yeah. No you're, you're fucking. No Am I, is it too much? Is you've it too had, violent? You've, you've, really, you've really outdone yourself this time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you just can't shut up. John. <laughs> I really enjoyed that, Matt. That was very, very nice. Thank you, boys. It's an all-timer. It's yeah. an all-timer. Yeah. A, real, a real jaunt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she knew a lot of people, but she was as interesting as mm. people she knew. If not more. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a story about Harrison Ford. Yeah, those are the most interesting ones. <laughs> and also, he crashed a plane. I'm saying, like, yeah, they're not interesting. Yeah, no, no, he did. A, he did a Soul Brother handshake after he basically ripped yeah. off a construction project. The guy's been in the biggest movies of all time. You don't know one interesting story about him. Fuck him. He fucked oh, Fuckhart. He fucked nine people in a day. Oh, yeah. great. And Warren Beatty. Yeah, and they were all on that <laughs> golf course and they were about to hit below par. That's true. Fuck him. Yeah. This woman's way more interesting. I know. Fuck Harrison Ford, man. Crashed that plane and he fucked everybody on the field. Fucked everybody's scorecard. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, fellas, I think we done the thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. I am Clark. <laughs> say it. W. Griswold. <sighs> and this is my vacation. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Starbands Avenue, a podcast network.